proudly brought to you by Dan Bats. Dan Bats makes pro-quality wooden baseball bats for all ages at an affordable price. Dan Bats, the best Dan wood in the game. Hello, Sweats, and welcome to the first ever episode of Casual Sweats. This is a podcast about video games and how much we love video games, and maybe a little bit about how much we love each other. Evan Small has entered the chat. What up, Evan? What up, what up? Welcome, Sweats. My name is Josh, and uh, we're going to talk about video games. So this is a brand new podcast for us. Um, Well, it's not brand new to us. We've been talking about doing this for a while, lots of planning um and build up and we're finally here we're recording the first episode and to be totally transparent this is not the first run of the first episode (laughs) but this is the first episode that's going to be published uh the other one will never see the light of day in all likelihood no just like our very first podcast that we did together and we seem to be plagued by audio issues yeah but i the good news is we nailed the one that we ended up putting out um so i think we're gonna nail this one we're gonna nail this one We, we got all the kinks worked out so um, unless you guys like kinks and then keep them in, that's fine. Um, we might have down, some kinky you know, fans. I don't know. I, we're not going to kink shame. It's fine. No, I mean, um, I've been told I have an erotic voice, so welcome. Yeah, kinks. you do. You have a very sexy voice. Mine, mine on the other hand is just soothing. I've been told. So I'll put you to sleep. Evan is, is going to make love to your ears. So we got you covered on both fronts. If you're tired or horny, we got you. You're welcome. Just throw in the casual sweats, <laughs> sleep and fall. <laughs> Sleep while you're, uh, you know, rubbing one, rubbing one out. Yeah. We could edit this out, yeah. right? <laughs> this got so weird right at the beginning. Um, I promise we're talking about video games. <laughs> <laughs> this is a video game podcast. So, um, yeah, so I, I, we thought what we could do right here at the beginning is, uh, aside from making you really uncomfortable up top, we thought what we could do is just kind of give our uh, motivations, I guess, or like what we think the podcast is going to be, like what space we're trying to fill um, with a podcast, because let's be honest, there's a lot of podcasts out there. Um, so we're going to try and answer the question why you need one more, um, or why this is the one you need. I, I think it is the one you need. Um, and Most hopefully definitely. we can be convincing here, but so Evan, for you, what's the, like, why casual sweats? What's the, what are we, what are we doing here? I'm not sure, but okay. when I think about <laughs> why casual sweats, one, I mean, there was like a simple thing. I was literally thinking about this before we jumped on to, I'm like, I play a lot of video games and I don't get paid to do it. So therefore I have to like kind of deem myself as a casual because I'm again, not acquiring income from this. Mm-hmm. However, I'm highly competitive by nature. And so naturally I get sweaty when I go into these games I want to demolish my competition and whatever it is. And it's not necessarily something I'm proud of. I do find myself and have memories as a kid of like breaking things after losing. Like I, I was a rage quitter at points in my life. I'm not proud of it, but Hey, you're welcome here at our podcast. If that's you, we won't judge you. I I understand it fully, but I just, I love the games. I love, you know, getting absorbed into whatever the environment happens to be, or even just playing like a sports game. Like I always played sports as a kid. I love like being, 
like for NHL specifically, which we'll get into a little bit later here too. Like to me, it's like a way to continue not really playing hockey. I do play men's league, it's, it, but it's a way to still like one, do it better. Cause I'm trash now. And so I can play like an <laughs> NHL player and make me feel like I'm actually good at something, but it's, it's just a blast. It's the, the game. It keeps me up to date with what's going on. And it's just, yeah. it's fun. It's fun to be immersed in those games. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I actually, uh, literally, I don't know if you mean this literally. I, I know like getting sweaty is a, is a video game term, mm-hmm. but I literally get sweaty playing competitive games. I don't know if that happens to you. Oh yeah. My hands, but, like I, my temperature goes up, my palms get sweaty. Um, I don't usually eat spaghetti while I'm playing. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> very specific. <laughs> I was just but like, every time I say anything about sweaty palms, the Eminem song pops into my head, but, um, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mom spaghetti. Yep. Something, something on a sweater already. Uh, impressive. I like the reference. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I literally do get like hot and sweaty. Like my face will be red when I'm playing like rocket league or even Warzone. Like I, I get, yeah, go to the but, gulag and tell me you're not sweaty or that your heart rate yeah, hasn't increased. Get the, yeah. you know what out, especially when you're getting like, you know, like, uh, like wall hacked and, and whatever else, like, oh, which, yeah. which doesn't, I, it honestly probably doesn't happen as, as often as I think it does or would like to think it does, but it does happen. It happens um, enough. Yeah, it does happen enough. So yeah, for me, like I kind of the same as you, like I, I, I just love video games. I love talking about them. I'm not getting paid to play them either. And so, you know, I, I therefore am a casual and even like the stuff that I get competitive, competitive at, uh, like rocket league, um, is probably the game I get the most competitive about, uh, I, I'm definitely not a pro level player. Um, I've got a friend Clayton who actually, so Clayton played with us on our extra life stream. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about, uh, extra life a little bit later, but, um, Clayton is, is a masterful, I like, I'm not exaggerating his skill. Like Clayton is a fantastic, like superb master level rocket league player. Um, so anytime I play with him, I learn a ton, but I, I'm nowhere near that good. Uh, so I, I think right now I've been playing it a little bit recently. And right now I'm at like gold three or something like that. Um, so not terrible, but not fantastic either. Uh, so even the stuff that I'm like competitive about, I'm, I'm still fairly casual, but I just love video games so much. And I haven't gotten a chance to like talk about them in a long time with anybody that cares so hopefully I think I'm with hopefully you on that. I really people will care and listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to make a, like you reminded me of something though. So when we worked together, we used to do this thing called top fives. Occasionally it would just be mm, like mm-hmm. top one or top three. I missed that. And I, I don't know why, but it sticks out of my memory. There was one that I think somebody asked and it was like, if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? And it was like, and it might not be superpower, but something along those lines. And you had, you had said, if I could just sweat all at once, like for the rest of my life in like a short segment of time and then never yep. have to sweat again, <laughs> like that, that would be it. So yeah, I sweat too much. It, I don't know. Maybe that's a little, uh, foreshadowing to the, the podcast back in the day, because now we're in a casual yeah. sweats podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I guarantee I will be sweating by the end of this, um, already there, this room, like when I, 
this when I sit in here with the door closed, this room tends to get uh, a little a little steamy. But yeah, yeah if, dude, it, literally, if I could like if I could spend I don't know how long like without killing myself, I don't know how long it would take for me to like sweat everything out that I would sweat like at an accelerated pace for the rest of my life. But if I could take like a week and just sweat like nonstop profusely for a week <laughs> and then never have to sweat again in my life, I a hundred percent would do that. I would ruin so many clothes and towels and whatever else, but like it would be a hundred percent worth it. You just have to, to be naked to for again. that entire week. Like who cares? I mean, we're already much, in quarantine. Yeah, like, I would just take a week vacation, yeah. like not have to take any client calls or anything and just sweat it out. Uh, that would be fantastic. You want to hear something so, gross? That's somewhat similar. Always. So yeah. I had bad acne when I was, when I was younger and I like remember like a memory was like, I wish I could just have like one pimple and like never have to have acne again in my life because it was like such a source of anxiety for me. Yeah. I say it's gross, but honestly, I'm one of those weirdos that watches Dr. Pimple Power, Pop, <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper. If you don't Dude, check her out, incredible content. Yeah. She's fantastic. Um, yeah, I like I, I would like to say that I don't like that shit, but like I do whatever. I like it a lot. It, it's and I what's weird is I have tripophobia, which is like um, I hesitate to tell people to Google it because if you have tripophobia, it's 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 going it's going to it's going to do things to you. But uh, it's essentially like the it's a fear of like small organic holes in clusters. You're looking it up right now. I sure you? am. It's terrible. What? I don't know. I don't know how your skin's not crawling looking at that, but uh, like just thinking about it, I'm like getting chills. I'm just seeing like honeycombs and stuff. But yeah, stuff like that. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Even like some like trash cans that are like the like the metal mesh trash cans bother me. Like it's it's like very specific odd things that that set it off. Lotuses like ugh, it's gross. Anyway, so like I have tripophobia, but for some reason I still enjoy watching Dr. Pimple Popper. Um, that's very interesting. And I just learned something new. We, um, we've, we've done a lot of talking about a lot of things except for video games. We'll get there, <laughs> but that's what this, I, I think that's what this podcast is going to be. So if you want some yeah. weird stuff, maybe even a little bit of philosophy, uh, cause Evan and I have uh, a philosophical bent for sure. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff. We'll talk about some weird shit, some sexy shit, some, some philosophical shit, uh, and some video game shit probably. Um, so speaking of video games, we did extra life recently, Evan. Um, Incredible. and sort of as like, a, um, we dude, we crushed our fundraising goal, which is awesome first and foremost, but like it was a cool kind of like little run up to our first episode and, mm -hmm. um, a way to get our name out there. And we did some streaming things like that. We did the, the 20 full 24 hour stream. Um, both Evan and I did it and, uh, had some friends join us for it. Um, so I kind of wanted to, to recap that, um, and just get from you, Evan, like what, um, you know, what were like the standout moments? What did you enjoy? Uh, and just kind of get your take on it. Cause I, like I had a blast. It was great. Oh, it was a, it was a ton of fun. Uh, 24 hours in gaming for 24 hours, not recommended. Um, I told you even before that I was like, I'm, I know I'm going to hit a wall. Like, I don't honestly think I've ever stayed up for 24 hours, but I was happy with, my, my in-game performance. I felt like I was able to, to keep it going for a bit, but at the same time was 
getting super frustrated at some of the games because at a certain point we got to like one two o'clock and we I, I don't know I mean I feel like it maybe it was just me but like getting absolutely shit on by everybody and like again being ultra competitive yet also knowing that I've been up for about 18 hours already at that point like yeah lower my expectations but what I really like highlights just seeing people that were showing up and donating people jumping into the chat and engaging like it was it was just a, a lot of fun and kind of felt like we almost had like a like a group of friends with us that were doing it and helping support us throughout that. And that was, that was really cool. And, you know, just a lot of the people that like some random donations I would have never expected. And it's not to say that yeah. like those aren't good people. It's just like, I didn't know that they had caught wind of it and that they ended mm-hmm. up donating, which just again, really cool. The fact that we hit our goal and then hit our stretch goal as well. Um, shout out yeah. to Jimmy, Jimmy Saccone's mom for the final donation on our end here uh, to bring us to that 800 oh, yeah. mark. That put was us, pretty cool. Yeah, put us literally right at it 800, which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, dude, same. So, like, um, I, I got up uh, at, at the beginning there where you were talking because I got to show you something here in a second. But um, kind of the same for me. So, like, uh, like, some of the people that, like, join the chat or donated or whatnot that like I like I was getting nervous. I don't know about you, but I was getting nervous like leading up to oh yeah the day of 100%. our stream because I was like like we hadn't we like we weren't all that close to our goal. Our so our, our original goal was 500 between the two of us. Um and I like I thought that was like maybe a stretch. Like that was mm-hmm. like aspirational but I felt like possibly attainable. And we weren't that close. We were at like 150, maybe I think when we started the day or something like that, like we, we had some donations, but we weren't that close. So I was like, I, man, I don't know. Like, you know, if if we didn't get donations like beforehand, I don't know how many we're going to get like during, um, and then like we were doing posts and stuff like that, like while we were, you know, Mm -hmm. streaming and, and stuff and like, you know, trying to get a little more, more traffic. And then, yeah, at some point, like people just started joining the stream, people were viewing, people were, you know, chatting us. And it was, it was really cool. Like, I felt like we had, like you said, we had like company, we had people along for the ride, like kind of through the rest of it. Um, like even at the wee hours of the morning, dude, we had, um, like a couple of your buddies joined us for Warzone at like <laughs> the two or three a.m. or something, yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was, dude, it was so much fun. And I like, I get weirded out by being on camera usually, um, and like being like being watched, like streaming. I like, I've never been like, I want to stream because that sounds fun. Um, but that was a blast, like being able to interact with people uh, like around a video game that you are playing currently is just like it's so cool like i get it i i understand why people stream um so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more streaming but it was really really fun um i loved it a lot and so like i i linked uh because i want to make sure that we're properly thanking all of our donors i linked our donor pages um and i, I want to make sure that we're calling these these out um do you have uh I've, I've got it here but do you have yours pulled up evan i do yes Okay. Do you want to go through yours first and then um, I'll, I'll go through some of mine here? Absolutely. So first donation here came from my, I don't think she's actually two years old yet. I should know this. Apologies, Julia Grubel. Um, if you are listening to this at the <laughs> age of one and a half, two years, wherever that might be. Uh, so my sister and brother-in-law donated $50 donation. Uh, that is my top donor, <laughs> my niece. So that was, that was cool to see. Diane Saccone, my best friend, Jimmy Saccone, who was my roommate in college for all four years. His mom came through, donated $30. 
with great cause, wanted to help you reach your goal. Heart emoji, smiley face. Awesome. Great lady. Rosie, one of my, uh, my coworkers, $25 donation. Thank you very much. Jen Lee accepted. Honestly, don't recall. I think that's your friend. So right? I know. Yeah, I know who that is. I actually met him through the last video game podcast. I was on South Dakota Gamer um, for a few years. And uh, yeah, so his his name is actually Evan as well. Um, Steele. Thank you, Evan Steele, for the $25 donation. Adam motherfucking Montana. Fontana. <laughs> I said Montana. Fontana. Adam Fontana, $20 donation. Johnny Olvin, $5 donation. He also did his own Extra Life stream, and I believe he'd been doing it for, a, like, he did two or three of them. Like, I remember the weekend after the 7th, not necessarily our weekend. Maybe it, maybe it was the same day. He did a, a stream as well. Um, so I, I don't know where his goal is. I'll try and pull that up here as well. But, um, you know, really appreciate the extra support as well from somebody else who was also doing the Extra Life stream. Josh's worst enemy, as he goes by in this alias, but I <laughs> think we know who that was because they were on the, yeah, the chat, right? That's also, uh, yeah, a friend of mine, uh, Andrew Tenbush, um, former coworker as well. Uh, yeah, and he was just he wanted to he wanted to make sure he was showing me up, so he donated <laughs> your page instead. Uh, and then the final donation was from myself. Had to contribute to the cause if I'm going to ask others to donate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm going to have to go back and forth between Facebook um, and... Oh, yeah, I didn't even grab the Facebook ones, but if you're in there. Because I've got... Uh, we we had... And I, I think I can remember most of these, but we we definitely got donations through Facebook as well. Um, and so I don't want to leave those people out. But um, directly through Extra Life, um, I had... Uh, on my side, donations, I had um, Michael and Beth Wong. Um, Michael is a, another former coworker um, and a good friend here in Durham, North Carolina. Um, they donated. Um, my brother-in-law, so Michael and Beth donated 20. Um, my brother-in-law donated 100, which was fantastic. Um, and then my brother-in-law's business partner, um, who was also a, a good friend, um, and, uh, his, uh, he, he goes by Bo. Um, I think his, his actual name is Gavin, but, um, my brother-in-law is Joe and then Bo, uh, is his business partner. That's amazing. And he also donated a hundred. Um, so they just, they came out swinging. Appreciate it, um, guys. My, uh, my friend Ben Young, um, and his D and D Twitch stream group, uh, once upon a tavern donated 25, um, and if you're into like nerdy shit and D and D go check out once upon a tavern on Twitch. Um, they're so good. If, if you've ever heard of critical, critical role, um, I, in my opinion, like the role playing and the storytelling is just as good. Um, once upon a tavern is every bit as good as critical role. Um, and they, they do some really, really cool stuff. Like I, like I recently, we'll talk about this in a second too. I recently got into DND. Um, I've been wanting to for years, but like just watching their streams is both super informative if you're curious about how DD works, but also it's super entertaining. Like they're really good at role playing. Like they do like accents and voices and like Ben's storytelling. Ben is the DM. Uh, and so he, like his storytelling is incredible. Um, it's really, really cool. So if you're into any of that stuff, um, check it out. Andrew Tenbush also donated um, to my extra life page as well. Uh, donated 10 bucks. Um, so thank you, Andrew. Um, 
Dino, um, Dino, Dino Valentino, as he goes, as he goes by on here, uh, helping us with uh, a bunch of the graphic design um good friend former coworker as well um he donated 50 which was awesome uh college buddy of mine named steven donated 50 um uh our friend clayton uh which we were just talking about earlier donated mm-hmm. 50 um my uh my manager at work nick uh donated 20 um yasmin uh who i went to high school with back in the day um and haven't seen for a very long time i hope she's doing well um she donated 25 as well um i kicked in 30 for my part um and then i'm gonna come over here to my facebook fundraiser uh because i think i'm missing I'm, i'm well i'm definitely missing a couple names john banister is one um and let's see i gotta go back the only complaint i have with facebook fundraisers is that it's really hard to like once you create them it's really hard to find them again i I can't even track it down right now um here we go here we go okay so here's the fundraiser um yeah and extra life is weird like you can link your fundraiser but extra life is weird about showing you uh like which friends from facebook Donated. I did remember one other that did go through Facebook, Rachel Gelb. Um, thank you, Rachel, okay. as well for donating. I believe she did 25 or 30s or 50, somewhere between that oh, range. Yep. So thank you for that donation as well. Yep. She showed up here. Um, yeah, so I was right. So John Bannister, let's see. Let me come back up here. Yeah, so John Bannister kicked in 50. Um, John Bannister uh, is a good friend of mine, um, has been for, for a few years now. Mark Joyce, another That's former right. coworker of ours and good Thank friend, you, um, donated via Facebook. And Tim Trahey, another oh, I can't good friend I and former Tim coworker, well. um, who also joined us for a few games of Warzone. Um donated as well so i think that's all of our donors if we missed you i am so sorry I, I don't think we're missing anybody but just in case if we missed you i'm so sorry um blame it on extra life's record keeping and facebook's record keeping um i think uh but yeah those quick note those on that donations. by the way from tim specifically so turns out tim has just shy of 50 Warzone wins no way yeah so wow. I, and and we, I, I don't have context for that. So I looked him? it up myself, you know, I have somewhat of an ego, I suppose. And was like, ah, like I'm a decent, you know, gamer when we played together, I think we yeah. both got like 10 kills or something like that. in in the war zone, in the war zone, um, in the war zone, in the war zone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were, we, I think we got like, we were getting like 20, 30 kill games and we ended up doing pretty well. Right. And I sent mm-hmm. him. Uh, an Instagram video of this one guy that actually relates to what we were talking about before about how we sweat or whatever. And there was like this guy, I think I sent it to you as well, where he he's one V four in a squad. And it's like, just a, like he takes one down, down to three, takes another one down, down to two, takes the last guy out and he goes to take a sip of water and he's like shaking as he goes up to it. I send that to Tim and he goes, LOL, I'm almost at 50 wins. So I don't, I can't fact check this. I can't verify it, but I do trust him. And don't doubt that he's almost at 50 wins, which I got to say is pretty impressive. I'm at, I think, 17 the last I looked at. So I can only imagine trying to get another 30 wins. So kudos to you, Tim, for your your gaming skills. Yeah, that is super impressive. Um, 
So are, are you familiar with cod.tracker.gg? So it's a website. It's kind of like PlayStation profiles um, for tracking like trophies and stuff. Um, but it's a website that, that tracks via your console, uh, like username. Um, it tracks your stats in Warzone. So you're telling me I could fact check him right now. I think you could if you knew his if you knew his uh, like his PlayStation ID. So looking at mine, so I'm in the top 36 percent according to this top 36 percent. Yes, what? but I'm in the top 36 percent with 16 Warzone wins. Huh. 16. So that's that's over the course of let's see how many games have I played. I think huh. it shows me. Um, somewhere. Let's see. I mean, that it's so many games. Like I, I've played so many games of this. Um, Tim's at top. No, it doesn't. He's at 50 now. What the hell? It doesn't show me how many games I've played, but so like for context, uh, I've gotten 339 top 25s as top 33%, 76 top fives. That's top 31%. Um, so like Tim is like Tim is up there. Do you have his does it show his percentage? He so it says 50 wins top 10%, top 5, wow. 280 KD under 1. I don't know. Maybe it's all uh just wow. shit after here. Point Maybe he's getting carried. Yeah, I, that's what I'd imagine. <laughs> he's just playing with me a lot or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it must um, be. Yeah, no, that's impressive. I'm trying to find mine on there. I did pull it up through the call of duty app, but I like, honestly, it's kind of sad. I don't know what my actual PlayStation gamer so tag my, is. My KD is terrible. My KD is 0.75. Um, the thing I, the thing that like kind of bugs me about Warzone or like any of these, like the way it tracks your KD is like you, like you have to like break in the game and kind of get good at it and used to it. And so if you start off shitty, you're never going to recover. Like, because your KD is is looking at all of your kills and deaths. Um, so it's really hard to move the needle on that. So I think I'm at But like, I've been trying. The the cool thing about this website though, um, not sponsored, is it'll <laughs> it'll even look at your like your top weapon, your top kill streaks, like how many kills you've gotten with each weapon and stuff. Like it's super detailed. It's a lot of fun. So I recommend. Um, good little shout out there. Yeah, I haven't seen it before. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so thanks to everybody that donated for Extra Life. Um, it was a lot, a lot of fun. Like we said, we ended up raising $800 total um, uh, on the button, which was our, our stretch goal after we uh, hit the 500 fairly early in the day. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like by like four or five, we had we had hit that. Um, so that was that was really, really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was very fulfilling. Um, and I, I got this out to show you, Evan. Uh, and I just dropped a piece of it. Here yeah, it you got that. Um, that swag. So I got this because I signed up for their whatever they call it, like their platinum whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so and now like my my camera is not going to be able to here. I'll just turn the light off. But it's it like a, it's a um, like a marquee, like a little mini marquee sign. Uh, and it's got like individual letters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that was one of the things that I got um, from signing up for that platinum thing. And uh, you'll notice 
I so I put casual sweats pod on it, but there weren't enough S's. <laughs> so I had to do a five as the last S there. Um, but it was like giving me like three W's, dude. It gave me two S's and three W's. Like, why would it not do like Scrabble? You know, you'd think they'd give you more, but you can buy those at Target, too. And so you can get like yeah. those letters but, and get your extra S there. Yeah. <laughs> So I probably will do that. But um, yeah, so now it's right now it's casual sweat five pod uh, on my side. You won't find anyway, us on social yeah, so if you look for that, by the way. No, don't. don't Just do us. Um, but that was that was extra life. It was a lot of fun. I wanted to make sure that we covered it because uh, it was something that we were both, I think, looking forward to and weren't really sure how it was going to go. And I think it went way better than than at least I expected it to. So agreed. Um tons and tons of fun all right so moving through this we do have a lot more to cover but i also think it's cool to give like a little bit of our gaming history um and like some of our background like what we were playing growing up like you know kind of how we arrived at like our current video game tastes and such so i can start off with this because like mine's pretty simple like i I started all the way back in the atari 2600 um we had a ton of games for that system. One of my favorites was Berserk. Um, it's like it's basically a top down shooter. Super simple, um, like maze levels. Think like Pac-Man, but with a little guy with a gun instead of Pac-Man. Uh, and so you just run around and shoot people. Um, I I'm, I still am not sure to this day what the actual point of the game was because I was very <laughs> young. I was like five or six playing this game. Um, but that so I, I really loved that game. I, I think it was just the visuals. I used to just love looking at like the covers were so detailed. They were like hand painted covers and stuff like that. Like the, the pictures on these things. Um, and I used to love looking at the pictures. So that was kind of how I would choose games when I was little. Yars Revenge was a lot of fun. I didn't understand that until I was much older. Uh, like what the point actually was there and laser gates was super, super fun as well. Um, on the Atari 2600, we also owned ET, which I, I wish we still own that. Um, there's a reason I don't still own that. And that's a story for another time. Uh, but ET is, is widely considered the worst video game ever made. Um, if you, if you want some, some context on that, you can watch, uh, shit. What's that Netflix documentary? Um, there's a video game Netflix documentary. If you Google it, I'm positive you'll find it. For some reason, I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but there's a there's a whole episode on that game, uh, ET for the for the Atari. Um, Steven Spielberg was was pitched on it and involved at one point. Um, and there is literally a landfill uh, where Atari buried their shame. I think it's in Utah. Uh, like out in the desert or somewhere, but they, they literally buried like thousands of copies of ET in this landfill under a bunch of trash because they were ashamed at how terrible it was. And they just wanted it to go away. That's a true story. Um, it is really so had bizarre. Like if you think about that, like a, a game developer was so like appalled at how bad their game was that they literally yeah, spent yeah. money to bury it. It was, it was literally broken. So like, I remember playing it, And again, I was young, so I didn't understand most of the games I played, but like I could at least like function in the game. And I remember playing it. It was literally broken. So there was a point of the game where you could fall into a pit and there was just no way to get out. And you'd have to like turn it off, start over. Um, And like games didn't save back then. Like it was, you know, like. So if you had to start over, you had to start over. And then like the story, like the way the mechanics and the story of it was just so obtuse. Like it was just it was a terrible, terrible game. Um, (laughs) 
so yeah, it was, it was, it's pretty bad, but it's worth a lot of money and I wish I still had it. Uh, and I don't, do you think there's people that are like another time gold miners, except they're trying to go out and find old ET Atari games. I'm sure there are. I, I'm sure people have gone to that landfill. It, like, it's well known. It's it's on that episode of that documentary um, where it's at. Like, I'm sure people have gone there and, and dug for it. That's like because it was an urban legend for a long time. And then people actually went out there and started digging and found like thousands of copies of this thing. Um, so it is out there. So I'm sure people are doing that. But like a pristine copy of this goes for like thousands and thousands of dollars. Like so this has its, it's own, a very valuable game. This has like its own Wikipedia page. The Atari video game burial. September yeah. 26, yeah. 1983. Yeah, that's incredible. Oh, man. So, um, man, if I remember, I'll put in the show notes, I'll put uh, the name of that Netflix documentary. Um, and the episode about that, but it's really cool. And then I, I think my favorite console ever was the 64. I just spent a lot of time with that star Fox Mario 64. Um, and so it was just, it was so much fun. Uh, lots of like donkey Kong racing, Mario Kart, like so many good memories, um, on that system, smash brothers. Oh my gosh. Dude, crazy. Anyway, So yeah, so that's me. And that was like, that was, um, we didn't get the 64 yeah, GoldenEye. Jeez, I almost forgot GoldenEye, but that. like we didn't get that right when it came out. Um, but I, I still I remember very clearly the Christmas that I got it. I didn't think I was going to get it. And then, um, you know, my birthday's in February. So like it was still kind of newish. And I got Mario 64 like in February um, for it. And like it was fantastic. So that was a good year for for little Josh. <laughs> uh, so that's me. Oh man, I, mine's not too different. I mean, there's always that one gaming system that you got started with, but I'd go over to my grandparents. This was back when we lived in Michigan and we'd do grandparents, you know, one at Christmas Eve, one on Christmas day or Thanksgiving, somewhere around there. And they used to have a Nintendo, just the, the old one, Super Nintendo. And, uh, I used to play Super Mario, you know, we'd get done eating dinner and I was like, eh, I don't really feel like talking to these old people. Let's go. And so we'd go down, my cousins and I would play Super Mario just for hours on end. Um, but the first console I actually got was Nintendo 64. I don't remember what Christmas it was, but like, I remember opening it up and like it not totally registering in my brain. I'm like, I actually have like a gaming system. Like, holy crap. Like, my parents Such didn't like feeling. have, like, we didn't do cable. Like I, you know, if it's weird thinking back is like, you know, what were your parents yeah, going through at that time? Like, you know, could there have been financial things or were they just saving money? I don't know. Um, but yeah, we got the N64 and I was like blown away and the same thing. We played Diddy Kong racing, super Mario. I ended up getting a game later on. I think it's called road rash, road rash 64. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. There's like the, I tried looking for like a, a new version of that, but it didn't look like it did so well, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's never going to live up to the memories of like having that game when you're younger. But I just remember I'd like Mm -hmm. ride around and like, you'd have like a giant pool stick, which was like game over. If you had that, they had the longest reach of any of the weapons and you could just start like beating people off of their like Harley, Harley Davidson's or whatever motorcycles they were driving. Um, loved that game. You know, what's great about that too. What's that? Sorry, not go for it to, to jump in, but like that was back when, like when a developer would put out a game, it was out. Mm-hmm. Like there was no going back and patching or balancing. So <clears throat> either point. they knew that that was the case, that that one weapon was so much better than all the others, or they just didn't do a lot of play testing, play testing and didn't really necessarily care that much. Either one would be fine. Like I'm not bashing them, mm-hmm. but 
like stuff like that was so like when you found stuff like that, like the meta got so much, so much more interesting, like playing Goldeneye and knowing like which guns on which levels and like which spots on which levels to like stuff like that was so much fun. And it was like, the game was the game. So like once you knew all of the rules and it would take you a long time to figure that out, but once you knew all the rules, like then it was about how to use that stuff to your advantage. I, I miss that a lot. It's something that we're probably not going to see too much of. And if, if at all, I mean, which is kind of crazy to think that like somewhere in the history, like that was a thing. And like, you'd have to like print out cheat codes when the internet became a thing, like cheat code central, baby. Yep. And memorize it like up, down this, that, whatever it was like, just, just to hack into the game. Just a lot of fun with that. Um, God, what was, there was one other game. There was road rash, super Mario. Oh gosh. WrestleMania. This is back when I thought wrestling was oh, real, yeah. which I'm ashamed to admit. But like, I literally <laughs> would have arguments like this is definitely real dad. And he's like, dude, no, it's not like it is. Dude, Look at what they're doing on screen. It's obviously real. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> like you're clear. You just don't have the eyes. You're old or something, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was WrestleMania 2000, I think, that I played on 64, which was a phenomenal game. You'd literally like you'd start reaching into the crowd and like you'd pull out random shit. So you'd like oh, all of a sudden have too. like a chair or a two by four. Yeah. Just get random weapons out of there. And so it was, I'm sure some type of RNG, like you'd randomly grab it and the chances mm-hmm. of you getting something would, you know, whatever those would happen to be. But I think two by four was like one of those OP weapons that if you got that, you were going to put a beat down on some people, maybe a baseball bat chairs were shitty, but still fun. You're smacking somebody with a chair. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like a lot of fond memories from playing those games. Of course, Goldeneye. I mean, like the hidden areas Dude, sure. of the maps. Like that was such mm-hmm. a key thing that like was unheard of in other games. That at least for me at the time. Um, but playing, yeah, it's crazy how much replay value that game had. Like, yeah, it's so simple too. Like, it's all just it's local multiplayer. Uh-huh. Um, you know, up to four players and like just. And then like it had like, you know, slappers only. And then like, you know, and <laughs> then right. like you could just make up your own rules, right? Like you could just do like, okay, yeah. we're just doing like karate chops and knives or like, you know, like you could, there were so many things you could set or you could just agree on. Right. Um, who was the dude? Oh, who was man, the tiny so guy good. though? I, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Oh, um, I mean, there was like, you could do, it was another Chico, but you could do like tiny versions. I think of all That's of the, right. there was a smaller character though. Characters. If you did slappers only, you would, you would yeah. beat everybody. I, and like, that was, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember who that was, but yeah, there was, there was definitely like a smaller character. Um, and that was, that was also back when like they would, they would basically just paste a, like a photorealistic yeah uh texture <laughs> on like a polygonal figure and so it was like this uncanny valley uh, thing where like the faces looked like photorealistic yeah. but the shape was just not just weren't right. there <laughs> just a giant uh, angle it was so good. like it was somewhere so good. Yeah. yeah it was so good dude i also remember um rogue squadron on the n64 i don't know if you ever played that dude, shadow of the empire such a good game rogue um, squadron was ahead of its time I, rogue squadron was so good look up a video of that and like the graphics are not that far off from today which is crazy like and yeah i like systems. i remembered it pretty fondly and then i set up my n64 and like started playing it. i was like yeah this is just as good like yes it's fantastic like it is there are some game. games you'll play them and you're like oh wow like this is not what i remembered but that mm-hmm. game holds up to this day and it's and that's one of those games that like the more you play it, the more you get good. And then like when you do 
the like when you get the highest scores and you do like secret like uh mission objectives on, on each of the levels you can unlock like you could unlock a millennium falcon you could right. unlock an yeah. abu starfighter you could you like you could unlock all this stuff and then shadow the empire there was a way to get to the debug like it was like the debug menu for the game and then you could just like you could set the gravity to whatever you wanted you could like give yourself a, a jet pack at all times like you could do some crazy stuff with those games so um so, man, much, so fun. much fun yeah yeah so related to that, do you have like a fondest video game memory like related to all this nostalgia? Not one specifically, but we would I mean, it's all around the NHL franchise, I'd say. And that would be because when high school, college, you know, in high school, my friend Lou and I would just we would you know get done with work. I don't even know if we were totally like working grocery stores or whatever. We'd, we'd get done with that and we'd just play all night like we'd play nhl game after nhl game and he had uh i don't know if it was playstation live or plus or whatever it was called at the time just the the online network and i didn't have that in any of my systems when i had him initially so it was awesome to play online and be able to play against other people and i i can't say this objectively i don't have stats to back it up but like i think we were good like we were actually pretty decent at the game and it was just fun going on and like beating people's asses and then in college played on an ice hockey team, we would always have NHL tournaments and those were so toxic, like some of the most toxic environments, <laughs> but phenomenal. Like just seeing like everybody trash talk or whatever and like yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. people like out of their head while they're playing and like making comebacks and yep. like everybody around, like it was kind of like you're almost streaming, but everybody's there in person. Like they had to go crazy, like, you know, some crazy yeah. plays happen. And it was just a ton of fun with that. Um, I remember my friend Harrison, <laughs> he during one of those those moments of playing video games he goes up to my friend frank who i'm playing against at the time he had poured some conditioner into a condom and smacked him in the face with it and (laughs) frank thought he just got hit with a used condom nobody's been in the house so i mean who's leaving a used condom around i'm not really sure but he like didn't put two and two together and like he started gagging like like and running around like that's the most vile thing like he was so upset but God, we were, we were tearing up like just so, so much. So great. Um, yeah, I'd have to say anything around the NHL series and, uh, you know, if Jimmy, if you happen to be listening to this, you're still garbage. I will beat your ass every day. (laughs) Dude, you just reminded me of, uh, in high school, I, I played soccer, um, and we would do FIFA tournaments like on the bus. Like we would, we would have guys that had like little portable TVs and they would bring their, um, I think they were doing Xbox if I remember correctly, but like we would do FIFA tournaments on the bus. That's so funny. Um, I haven't thought about that in years, but yeah, that was good. Do you play FIFA anymore? Uh, I don't anymore. I used to really enjoy it. Um, I used to like playing Madden a lot too. And like, I've I've just kind of like the last Madden game I bought was Madden 15. I haven't bought a FIFA game in years. Um, quick. I should, I should get back into it though. I I do enjoy sports. games. I I gotta say like that, like I, they used to give you the soundtrack on a CD in some of these games. Yeah. And yeah. like, I actually remember like I'd burn those onto another disc. Like I'd bring them into my library of some sort and mm-hmm. legitimately like really good soundtracks. Like, yeah, uh, even to this day, I mean, they're decent. I, I don't remember them having as much of an impact, like maybe just cause music is everywhere now, but 
Like I remember like that being a source of like where I heard songs that I would listen to on repeat. Like I'd bring the CDs with me when I travel or whatever. And like, you know, you'd have like in your trunk or in the back seat, like a giant case of a bunch of different CDs. Yeah. And, like throw in one. Like I had an NBA, I don't even know if they make them anymore. NBA Live, I want to say 2003. Great soundtrack in that yeah, game. Yeah, I remember those games. NHL 2003, yeah. early 2000s, bunch of good soundtracks from a bunch of yep. different games there. But NHL 2003, I'd literally turn on the system and just listen to music. Like, and then you had a way to skip the music so you could go to the next song. Yeah. I had like four yeah. songs. Jimmy Eat World was one. Uh, Default yeah. was another one. Like I would just hit those on repeat and like keep going. Dude. Yeah, dude. I haven't thought about that in a long time yeah. either. Y- yeah. Like soundtracks used to be. I mean, like, so you still get digital soundtracks with some games. That's true. But like, I don't remember the last time I used a digital soundtrack from a game that I bought. Um, and I probably should. Like I, I get them with like certain pre-orders or games right. or whatever. But um yeah, that was a big deal back in the day. And then, yeah. uh, yeah, man, good times. I, I think probably my favorite, my favorite video game memory. I, I think I've told this story before, but so we got that, uh, Nintendo 64 for Christmas. My birthday was in February. I happened to be sick on my birthday, which sounds like a terrible, terrible thing. Unless you're me, because I'm extremely antisocial by nature. I like I'm introverted and like I just got a new console like yeah. a couple months ago. Like all I want to do is play that. Um, and my family was like super, super involved in church at the time. Uh, and so like we would get like super involved. So we would go Sunday mornings, Sunday nights. And then we had like a midweek thing that we would do on Wednesday nights where we'd have to go back to church on Wednesdays. Um, it was a lot of time spent in church and I hated it. <laughs> but this my, so like this year, my birthday fell on a Wednesday and I happened to be sick. So I got, to, I literally, and I had just, I gotten Mario 64 for my birth for my birthday. Um, I also got a fireball yo-yo for my birthday that year, which like, I, man. I still have a fireball yo-yo. Uh, and I used to be a pretty good yo-yoer too. I forgot um, that. Another game. But I got Mario 64 for my birthday and I got to stay home. Like my whole family went to church. Like I was all by myself. I got to stay home and play Mario 64 for hours. And then we had a pullout sofa bed. So I, I stayed in the living, like I slept in the living room on the pullout sofa bed and played Mario 64, like into the wee hours of the night, eventually fell asleep, stayed home the next day from school, still played Mario 64. Like I played Mario 64 for like three days straight, that uh, sounds like amazing. Over, over the course of my birthday. Um, and the, yeah, the subsequent days and it was fantastic. It's, it was really, really fun. And it was like, I've always been kind of a single player video game person anyway. Like I like some of the multiplayer stuff, but um so yeah it was it was so great uh and mario 64 is also a masterpiece of a game um still holds up the the only thing that i don't love about it i actually just bought the um i forget what they were calling it the for the switch like mario all-stars or something like that um it was a re-release of n64 galaxy uh and something else um and uh still pretty good. The only thing that's, that's not great, which was not great on the 64 is the camera. Um, like it was, it was kind of revolutionary at the time, but the, the camera just does not behave well in that game. In the Um, original, uh, or in, or in the re-release, they really didn't do anything. They didn't like remaster it. They just re-released it um on the switch so all of it's the same the camera's still terrible a <laughs> little bit of an <laughs> oversight it's still it's still just as fun uh to play yeah everybody was like why would you not fix that what like because you don't want to ruin a good thing yeah yeah that so uh, i guess my 
not that we were necessarily going to go into it, but my one of my worst video game memories too started. Yeah, I was. I I saw that on here. I was going to ask. So, I mean, you know, first recording that we did. You know, we we did go into this, but audio problems, as we have said, have plagued us. But mm-hmm. um, my snow day in high school I had to have been around 16, 17, first girlfriend at the time. We got a snow day from school. Great. Phenomenal. I get to stay home and hang out and do nothing. <laughs> Turns out it's also on Valentine's Day, which being my first relationship at the time, first serious mm-hmm. high school relationship, you know how serious those are. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know shit about relationships. Oh, I have to like hang out with you on Valentine's Day. So I had just gotten my game or my friend lent me a Mortal Kombat. When I say it's called Conquest, it was like an, one of the first like open free world roaming games that you could do yes. with Mortal Kombat. Awesome game. Yes. Really cool. Like just fighting mechanics and everything. Um, but I got hooked like hardcore. I started playing that. And I think I started playing at like eight o'clock because no one's home. It's just me. And I'm like, I don't have to worry about anything. I got pizza rolls in the oven. We're good. And, uh, Hell yeah, dude, that sounds so uh, great. Dude, actually, by the way, on the extra life stream, that's, I was eating pizza rolls after pizza, like just endless pizza rolls. I think I may have killed a package of like 25 it's delicious. I, no I bought two pounds of jelly beans for that. And I'm still like working my way through. Them. <laughs> but and so I'm playing this game like all day and it like comes around like five o'clock and she calls me and she's like, Hey, like, like, are, are we doing anything? I was like, well, you know, there's like three feet of snow outside school's canceled. So I'm kind of hanging out here. She's like, Oh, okay. Okay. Like, I didn't know that that wasn't really okay. And like uh-huh. things were over, but, uh, <laughs> next day or whenever we're, we're finally, ha- wait, that was the end. No, 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 no. It oh, wasn't okay, until okay, after okay. Valentine's day that I figured out I royally fucked up and that I should have done something. Not sure what I should have done. Maybe just hanging out and spending time. <laughs> but instead I, I did end up beating <laughs> conquest and it was great, a great achievement right, only yeah. to find out that, uh, <laughs> the other was not too happy that day. Oh man. So yeah, you know, I, uh, yeah, I've I've definitely had tension in in some relationships over video games. I don't think I've ever been like I do have an addictive personality, I will admit that, but I don't think I've ever played video games to like the detriment of a relationship. But I have had relationships where like the girl just did not uh like that I like I thought it was like a loser quality to like play video games or something. Yeah, it's um, a weird thing. That's why I'm not with those people anymore. <laughs> but um, like, even if I had like downtime, like if, if there's nothing else to do and I was playing video games, they didn't like it. Um, why don't you do something so. productive? Like, yeah, that was always the thing. And I was like, I work yeah. like that's, I'm being productive when I work. Like this is relaxing job. I pull in extra hours <laughs> on occasion. Let me do what I want. Yeah. 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 What, well, one of them was when I was working like 80 hour weeks and I'm like, I just like, I'm already doing overtime. Like uh, I'm good. I don't need to do anything else productive when I get home. Um, so that's, that's, uh, I think a little bit about us. We're not going to do that every week, but I, I, I think it's cool to like dive into some of that nostalgia on our first episode. Um, so we did get a discussion topic of the week vote, um, from some of our, uh, folks over on Facebook that follow the page. So, um, we're going to do this, um, pr- most, most weeks, if not every week, um, we're going to you know put out some ideas and let you guys vote on, on what we talk about. There was a few choices this week. Um, Andrew, who we mentioned earlier voted, um, somebody else that I don't, no, but they're following the page, which is Evan awesome. Howard. Um, yeah. One of my roommates in college they voted. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, he recommended okay. the Zelda game. 
Yeah, so he voted um, on what makes a Zelda game a Zelda game. Andrew wanted us uh, to talk about our proudest like video game moment, like trophy or achievement moment. Um, and then we got a, a vote for what makes a game worth 60 or $70, um, which are the current you know kind of price tags. Um, and I thought that was a cool... So like we had basically one vote each. Um, and I thought this was a cool thing to dive into. I've definitely got... Uh, you've got some some stuff in some here notes. too. Like I've definitely got opinions. Um, so why don't you start? Because like I I I think this is worth diving into eventually, and I'm glad we're doing it on our first episode. I had wondered, but I never really looked into it. I.e., Googled, and in my extensive research, I.e., Googling, I did find or come across a Business Insider article, and apparently, games have been that way for the last ten years. Kind of makes sense. No surprise, the sixty dollar range. But I, I I think they've been sixty dollars for closer to like twenty to twenty five years. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, NES games used to cost sixty bucks, and I, I don't rem- I remember them like jumping in price though. Like I don't know if it was a ten dollar mm-hmm. increment where it was like they used to be fifty or even if it was forty bucks. But like I'd, for a while, fifty was pretty normal. And yeah. I, I do remember the jump, and I was like, "What? Like mm-hmm. who the hell is going to pay sixty dollars?" Me I ended up buying those games as well, but. I, yeah. I do remember it's been a big, a long part of the gaming industry. Apparently it's set by consumer demand, which go figure. Um, I have only considered buying one game over that price point though. I was even at the point where I'd wait for, you know, six months for a game to be released mm-hmm. so, just so I could get it cheaper. Unfortunately now, you know, with games coming out every year and it, I mean, that's pretty typical, but with sports games, like if I waited six months, the new game was coming out and now I'm not playing with like those same people for like six months of the year. Right. So yeah, and it's not the current roster. Right. Like, like they, they yeah. stop updating those games. And so unfortunately you kind of lose a portion of that, that year for that game. Um, but the only game I've even considered paying more was the last of us part two. And that they released a few different like additions, like artwork, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different like accessories and gear or whatever. Um, I don't recall if I actually did buy one that was more expensive though. I think I ended up just buying the normal digital edition, but like that was such like a revolutionary game for me. I was like, yeah, I, I'd pay more. Like I love the yeah. the storytelling and everything. Um, what makes a game worth that though? Like now, like you've, you've got to throw something in there. Like you've, you've got to do something like what last of us, in my opinion, like throwing in gear or throwing some type of like thing for the fans who've been loyal for a long time. Like I, I will not buy more. Like if, if that's the case and if you charge $60, but like I can't play the full game without buying something else after the fact, like you're dead to me. I like, I will not do that. Um, and I, I just find it kind of ridiculous. Like I, I do think that what we'll end up seeing is more stuff like Fortnite, though. And I don't know if Fortnite was yeah. the first to do it where they released the game for free and then they have like this whole e-commerce environment within it. Um, I think more will probably adapt something like that. You know, some have done it poorly. I think Call of Duty is known for doing that where they would release it and then you'd have to like buy a bunch of stuff, though, on top of that. Maybe it was EA with like loot boxes. I remember a bunch of like yeah. people being <clears throat> enraged by that. But I think it's going to go in the opposite direction. I think games may, in some cases, get cheaper if they can get enough of the community because they're just leaving money on the table. Like, why wouldn't you? I mean, Fortnite became like a billion dollar, or not Fortnite, but Epic Games, like, that was like the biggest game for a long time and making cash just by releasing these free cosmetics, which, you know, we're going to go into like something about the psychology of gaming here shortly, but... I don't know if that's the best move either. And I can see some pushback occurring <laughs> on this, but we'll get into some of that a little bit later. Yeah. There's, there's definitely like, 
that stuff, like that loot box stuff mm-hmm. and like the season passes, like, and for a second, like there was, there was consideration around regulating and like mm-hmm. writing like actual U S law around that. Some countries in Europe, I think did end up writing laws about that. Like some countries do have laws yeah, around that stuff now. Right. Um, because like it is kind of predatory, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're a, if you're a 12 year old playing Fortnite, um, or overwatch or, you know, battlefront or whatever. Um, and there's like, a uh, like a loot box system and it's RNG and like, like you have a chance, like it'll tell you like here, you have a chance to win this. Um, and you're paying for that stuff. Like it, it's, it's, that's predatory, you know? And then like, there's people with like gambling addictions, which like, that's not, you know, that's, it's not anybody else's responsibility really to like take care of somebody with gambling addictions, but also like, it's still predatory. It's just, it's gross. When you advertise um, to so the at least kids, if you're going to do cosmetics, predatory, like, well, right. It's, it's the to... whole reason that like that, like, uh, commercials like during like Saturday morning cartoons are so heavily regulated. Like you, like advertising to kids is, it, it is predatory. Just, I, I think outright, like even if it's cereal, That's it's right. You're That's advertising a... to children. Yeah. Like they are children. So yeah. So like, I agree with all that stuff. It is predatory. Um, so like I, to me, if you're going to charge for cosmetics, at least like tell me exactly definitively what I'm going to get if I pay money, mm-hmm. um, which is like the season pass stuff has worked out pretty well for a lot of developers now, like Fortnite's doing it. Warzone's doing it. Apex does it. Rocket League is doing it now. Um, and it's it's clearly laid out like if you progress through the season pass, this is the stuff you get. Um, and then there is like in Rocket League, there's like random drops mm-hmm. so you can get, you know, like you can still get random drops, but you're not paying for those um and like so and then there's like blueprints like so in rocket league you can get blueprints and like you can craft things and you can pay currency to craft those and you can pay money for that currency um but you know exactly what you're getting so they've taken the random stuff out of it um i was trying to think of like what the first game to do that would have been um it's been around for a long time battlefront was doing it like battlefront got a lot of shit ea's battlefront That's right. got a lot that was of one shit of the first games yeah. for doing that because it was such a broken incomplete game and then they were just egregiously like microtransactioning the shit out of everyone that played it um overwatch did it for uh for a while like pretty aggressively like the random like loot box stuff uh rocket league was doing random loot box stuff for a while so there's there's been a lot of developers that have been guilty of it. And now Rocket League is owned by Epic, um, which has a lot of experience doing this stuff with Fortnite. And so Rocket League, I think, has gotten better since they were bought by Epic. Uh, and I was skeptical of, of that. But um, but I agree that, like, if you're going to charge $60, like, I'd, I'm going to need a full game for that or $70. Like, give me a full game. Like, if you're charging me, then I, I should get a full game that I can completely play front to you back. Think. I shouldn't be missing any features. Like don't don't ask me for more money like for microtransactions after you've charged me sixty dollars. Like I hate that shit. Now, if it's a free game like Rocket League or Apex um, or Warzone, like I have paid for battle passes in all of those games. And like in Warzone, if you pay for the battle pass and then play at at all regularly, you can usually keep earning the battle pass just in game. Right. Um, like every season. So like, I, I think I paid $10 once for the Warzone battle pass and now I'm good. Um, so now like the only time I spend any extra money is if there's something in the store that I just think is like a packer in the store that I think is cool. Right. Um, same with rocket league and, and, um, all that stuff like Fortnite is, is doing like the battle pass system as well. I don't think I've ever bought that one, but 
So that stuff I'm fine with. Cause like you gave me a free game. Like this is a free to play game. I don't need the battle pass. The difference here is that like in Warzone, you do have access to some weapons through the battle pass that you might not otherwise have. Right. So like that gets a little more murky cause it's a little more like pay to pay to pay to win type stuff. Yeah, I don't like the advantage um, that it will afford you win. because you paid for it like that. That yeah. is not very when it's, sneaky when it's just cosmetics. I'm fine Agreed. with it, but like when it's game changing, that's a little, that's a little different. Um, apex has gotten a little bit like that because you can pay to unlock characters as well. Like you can unlock them in game, but it might, it'll probably take a lot longer. Um, and they obviously have different abilities and things for but sure. To me, as far as what makes a game worth the 60 or $70, like going back to your original point, which is that, game prices haven't changed for a very long time, at least a decade, if not more. Um, and some developers are going to be, be charging $70 from here on out for next gen game. Well, current gen now games. Um, like I get it. Like I, I don't, I'm not thrilled about paying 10 extra dollars, but also with development costs increasing oh, yeah. exponentially over the last few decades. Uh, and then us having $60 games for, you know, a couple decades, at least, like it makes complete sense to me. I mean, companies have to like, and, and granted we are talking about like multi-million dollar companies. Some of these companies um, like EA or, you know, whoever like 2k making 2k uh, you know, the basketball games 2k 20, I think was 70. Um, I think it was 70 for both like PS4, Xbox one and next gen consoles. Um, but like, and then some are like differentiating right now between the, like the old console and the new console, whether it's 60 or 70. Um, but it's, it's probably just going to be 70 across the board from here on out. And I, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I feel like if you're, if it is a complete game, you know, and you're developing for, for a new console, it, it takes longer. Like, we'll we'll have an example of it later on, but like, the Witcher three took three and a half years. It's one of the most detailed games ever made. Took three and a half years to develop. Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out December 10th, and that's taken seven years to develop. Um, and they said at some point that turned into basically like a PS5, Xbox One X game. Um, and so like just the the level of effort that goes into developing a game now is is a lot more. So I, I get it. Like I'll, I'll pay the extra ten dollars um gladly as long as it is not a broken mess of an incomplete game <laughs> that you're giving that me. makes sense but um, at the same time like take some of the lessons that have been learned from other systems like the thing that they're doing now or for at least what i've been been told is that like the backwards compatibility like you now stay with the lifetime yeah. of that person like i don't I get that while they want, like, why they want to release a new version of a game, but it's like now you you can download it, like you can download updates. I bought NHL Twenty One. I had to download an update associated with that. Like, I think people know now that that's some type of expectation. Not always happy that I've got to download an update immediately, but then again, I like it for the fact yeah. that it could fix bugs, it could release new roster updates or whatever that is. But mm-hmm. if you make it backwards compatible, like you're not forcing people to necessarily get the new system. They will stay with you throughout that like lifetime. And I think are more likely to probably one, they're going to appreciate it more that you're giving them that opportunity. And then you're going to get more exposure to other people, (laughs) like cross platform compatibility, like start with that. I'm not a game developer. I'm dumb as shit. And I probably am the last person that should be like 
delivering advice to game developers right now, but that's just my thought on it. Like you're, if you, if well, you do something that's going to provide benefit to the consumer, they will stick with you for longer and like yeah. be more loyal and pay more money. Like, yeah, it's just, and you're making a good point. Like we saw, um, it's been a, a couple of years ago now, but like we saw back when like uh, all the trash talk was going between PlayStation and Xbox about cross platform play and compatibility and xbox was like fuck it let's do it like rocket league was one fortnite was another um and xbox was like hey look we're gonna play with switch like we're like our the switches are turned on like we can do this and it made it very obvious that playstation was just being isolationist Mm -hmm. and they could be because they were crushing they were dominating that generation um so that's not hard like that's obviously not hard in fact it was accidentally turned on at one point on PlayStation. Oh, really? So you, there was a, like a very brief period where you could play cross platform and then like they switched it back off. So like, then we saw like, Oh, you actually can just flip a switch and it's do just this. one person. And like, uh, a back and turn it back off. like <laughs> just like leaned on the wrong button yeah. or something. Yeah. But like it, so it was very obvious. And now like there's a lot of cl- cross platform play. Like, PlayStation is doing that with Xbox with, you know, switch in some cases and, and PC obviously. Um, what, what are they, what so are yeah, they doing? Like the, they're, the more they're you fighting, can round out the features, they're fighting for your attention. Like the more time that you yeah, spend yeah, yeah. in a game, the more likely you're to buy something said like related to that game. If you don't allow yeah. for cross platform compatibility, you deny people the ability to perhaps play with their friends at that point. And they might not yeah. go online at all. Like you've lost an opportunity there. Like if you give people something like, and it's ex- an exchange of goods, but like you give them something that's like so good that they can't refuse it. They're going to spend more money. It's just, I don't know. Well, because yeah. then like, so the, it, it kind of like bleeds into this conversation about like, why would somebody choose Xbox one X or why would somebody choose PlayStation five? And like, there are, there's a ton of merits to both. Like the Xbox one X is on paper, the more powerful console, although PlayStation has been outperforming it recently in a few games. And like, I, I had that story on the list, but like, it wasn't it like that's pretty much it. Like PlayStation is outperforming Xbox One on a few games Spoiler alert. or Xbox One X rather. Um, and that will probably balance out because the Xbox One X is like very like in technical terms, it's the more powerful console. Sure. So that'll probably flip at some point once games are optimized. But like PlayStation for me, like I'm, I'm a PlayStation fan because like I'm not like an ultra fanboy, but like I'm a PlayStation fan because of the exclusives like Horizon, God of War, you know, Last of Us, like the you know and then ratchet and clank like the other like random stuff mm-hmm. too that you can play on on playstation like i love those games and like they're very story driven games those are my kind of games so that's why i like playstation but people definitely have reasons to go xbox like if you're a huge gears fan or halo fan or you know whatnot or game pass like game pass is a great value so if you're giving people enough value on the other like as a as a platform if you're giving enough value on the other end of these games like I'm, I'm going to choose PlayStation, whether, you know, like I like, I'm a place like, I like those games. So I'm going to be playing on PlayStation because of that stuff, but it will give me pause. If you're not like, if you're going to completely cut me off from all my friends that play on Xbox or PC, like that, that is a reason to pause and be like, well, how much do I like those exclusive games mm-hmm. versus being able to like play with people that I want to play with? So giving that value then locks in people that would choose your platform, you know, all things being equal. Um, and then you can kind of just stay on the, on the merits of, of, 
you know, your, your games, the quality of your games and, and the sure. type of experiences you're providing. Um, and as a developer, the more options and the more sort of features that you're building in, whether it is backwards compatibility to your point or cross-platform play or, you know, whatever the case, like you're, all you're doing is, is giving people that much more reason to pay the 60 or $70. And a good example of that is control, um, which I, we actually, <laughs> the last episode that we recorded, we actually talked about control because like some games, so like cyberpunk is doing it. Um, uh, Spider-Man miles Morales is doing it. Like a bunch of developers are doing a thing where if you buy the current gen, or it's last gen now, but like if you buy the PS4, Xbox one version of a game, you get the free upgrade to the next gen version, uh, at some point, like awesome. whenever you get that or whenever it comes out, like, so cyberpunk 2077 is releasing on December 10th. That's going to be releasing for PS4 and Xbox one. It'll work on the next gen consoles via backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. And then the next gen version of the game will come out at some point and you get that for free because you already purchased the game, which is awesome. It's not necessarily something that developers have to do. Like it hasn't been mandated by either platform, but developers are doing it in good faith, which I think is mm-hmm. great. Um, and control is a game that's not doing that, which control was one of my favorite games that released that year. I think it was 2019. Um, time has no meaning anymore, so I can't remember, <laughs> but I think it was 2019. Uh, and it was a fantastic game. Awesome story. Loved the setting. <clears throat> it was, it ran a little bit chunkily, um, chunkily, chunky on, uh, the PS4, um, even the PS4 pro when it first came out. Uh, and they smoothed that out, but they've come out and said, like, unless you buy the ultimate edition of the game when it releases on the PS5 and Xbox One X, you are not going to have the next gen version of the game. Like, they're not going to upgrade people for free. And like, I, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to make that it's purchase. Like, I just don't think I'm going to do it. And like, I, the thing is, like, I have all of the DLC, so like that's the only way you're going to get to access like that game is by buying the game again with all of the DLC on the next gen console to have that next gen version. And I already own all the DLC. Yeah, like like why? I've already bought in really hard to that game. And now they're like, well, you got to buy it again. Um, it's just, it's not a great look, you know? And it's, it's definitely like, I don't know how many, I don't think people necessarily, I think you and I are a little more invested in like video games than maybe some people are. Sure. But like the next time that developer, the next time 505 puts out a game, I'm going like that's going to give me pause, too, because I'm going to be like, well, you fucked me the last time. I don't know if I want to give you my money the next time, um, which is a shame because Control is a really good game. Right. So. I, I mean, like that whole that whole scenario just doesn't seem like a good idea for them. Like that you it especially like your sense. example right there. I've bought all of the downloadable content, but I have to buy it again merely for the fact like yeah. playing a new system. which like in contrast like miles morales uh just released for ps4 and ps5 and you could buy so like you could buy just miles morales for 40 dollars, which is a fantastic price point it's well worth full price but you so you could get the ultimate edition um which includes a remastered version of 2018's marvel spider-man which was also a fantastic game and it includes all of the dlc for marvel spider-man there's no dlc yet for miles morales although i'm sure they'll do Mm -hmm. it um, and so like you get all of that for the $60 price tag and it works on both platforms and like you, you like, so there's a free upgrade, like all the DLC comes with it. Like it's, it's all there, um, which I think is super consumer friendly. So at the very least um, control, I feel like could have come out with either new downloadable or DLCs, um, 
and done some type of like, here's something like or a slight addition. If they really needed. Yeah. Yeah. If they really needed the money, they could have been like, pay us $15 and we'll give you the like next gen upgrade, you know, like, but they weren't even willing to do that. Like you have to just purchase it all Which over. Makes again. me wonder if and like, did they do poorly the first time? Like, is there, it did not do well. It did not sell well. It was, it got reviewed really well, but like for some reason it just did not sell that well. Um, I, I think it was, I think it was the release timing. Um, I think it was up against, I can't remember for sure now what games it was up against, but, uh, yeah, it was strange. Cause like they, they didn't do a ton of marketing for it either. Um, it reviewed well, but I don't think it sold well. That's so bizarre. Uh, maybe, and maybe yeah. that's why, so, I, you know, who knows? We're not, you know, I'm sure they're trying, they're trying to re- recoup right. losses. I mean, maybe but, that's it. Like, um, oh yeah. Like maybe there's somebody above whomever who's like, yeah, we're not going to do this. It did so poorly then like some dude in a suit and he's just like, you need to charge him again. Like you did so bad the first time. Yeah. And Josh, that first release was really bad of control. And uh, <laughs> yeah. we're not going to do yeah. it again unless you re-release uh, for the we same price. Make it worth yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. We're here to make money. Yeah. And so some people are going to be playing this game for the first time, which great. That makes sense. Like they'll buy the next gen version of the game and whatever. Um, yeah. It just like, I, I can't remember the wording they used to, but the wording they were using around this did just didn't make any sense. Like it, it was like this non excuse for why they were doing it. it was, yeah. They tried getting know. some PR anyway. person to like, Hey, give this a look over here. And it's just not, yeah, they're like great. trying to spin it. But now yeah, I, I am kind of, sense. you know, I want to see this come out because I'd be curious to see if we're just going to eat our words. Like if they actually do very well and then that'd be hilarious and show you how much. Uh, yeah, we know. I, I, I definitely uh, would admit my, my error if it does well, I just, I don't know how many people are going to be willing to buy it again. Um, but yeah, we'll see. so I, I think, I think we answered the question, what makes a game worth 60 or 70, at at least to us, like that's, you know, that's our answer, not necessarily the definitive answer. I would be curious if anybody's listening and and wants to chime in on this conversation, what makes a game worth 60 or $70. So I'll, I I'll just end with this. The thing that drives me crazy though, is people being like, I will never spend more than $60 on a video game. Like no matter like people that expect the absolute world for like a price tag that we've had for over a decade. Like that's where I get, like I get a little peeved, like how spoiled, like come on. Entitlement. I, again, I know we're talking about multi-million dollar companies, but like they still like they have shareholders and they still have to make a profit Mm -hmm. and like they're still growing. Like that's just the nature of the industry. And so if you're like, I'm not going to pay $60 or $70 because I think that's just, like greedy or, you know, they need to like, they need to like give me, you know, 80 hours of like downloadable content to go with it. If they're going to charge me that extra 10 bucks or like some people are like, you know, I'm not going to pay 60 or $70 for a game that only takes me 15 hours to complete, which like if you're looking at game value by time to complete, like that's an awful gauge. Like you need to reconsider that. Like Miles Morales, I I think takes if you're going at like a leisurely pace, I just finished it, but like takes maybe 15 hours. Marvel Spider-Man took much, much longer. It was a much meatier game, Mm -hmm. but the story of Miles Morales, the gameplay, it was well worth that $60 price tag. Like that was it's a full price game like and so just time to complete is a terrible gauge for for what a what a game is you're not going to please everybody and those people that would say i will never pay more and for whatever reason walk away 
don't don't do it then. Like yeah, that, that's where I'm like I yeah. You don't nobody's like nobody's got a gun to your yeah. head. You don't have to. Do this. <laughs> yeah. If you don't pay, but like you know, <laughs> like it's like at the end of the day, it's a luxury item. Like if you know, and prices are going like there's inflation and there's like I said, development costs and everything else. Like you know, prices are going to yeah. go up if you don't want to do it. You listen to, to our next up. episode where we'll talk all about economics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. In case, in case you weren't aware, we're, we're also trying to be an, an educational podcast. Um, and so we're going to talk about market flux, uh, and inflation and the fed, um, <laughs> and other economic smart sounding things. Um, yeah, so that was our topic. That's that's our checkpoint. Um, up next is progress bar. We can talk quickly about the games that we've been playing. Um, and then we have a couple more things that we can jump into before we get out of here, Evan. But um, what have you been playing this week? And what do you think about those things that you've been I playing? I must be a creature of habit, but I will say I did. I'm going to start off with Rocket League. I have been playing Rocket League. The first time I played it was on I'm the so Extra Life stream. And we had this conversation a while ago, you know, like for you, the game was rocket league for me, it was Fortnite. but the game that you probably got a little bit too into, not to the point where you sabotaged a relationship, but maybe to the point where it's like, you're not that great of a person when you're playing this game, you play it too much that's, or you, that's rocket league. Yeah. Like you do something yeah. like you're just not the same. I don't know what that is, but I feel like I'm in more control now, but there was a point where I was yes, a bad person. Yes. Playing rocket Fortnite, that, that was me all the way. And I, I could just tell like Delaney would get very exhausted by the idea that I was playing Fortnite again. And like, <laughs> I would, I'd be like, same with Sicilian rocket. Yeah. League, I'd like, yeah. like shut my computer down. Like I was watching porn for like four <laughs> hours straight. Like I'd like slam and be like, Oh, Hey, like, yeah. Like just throw on like some, like something like on my computer or whatever. But like, I'm not doing yeah, it. like, don't worry, turn the other way. Um, but like that in those cases, it might've been better if you had been watching. Porn I, yeah. I would actually pull up porn, porn to like from yeah, Fortnite to porn. Yeah. Yeah. I would pull it up and be like, Oh, I'm just watching porn. Don't worry. <laughs> no worries. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but the games I've been playing lately, Rocket League, which I, I, I had this moment where I was like, Oh shit. Like I could see myself getting like all in on this. I won't mm-hmm. I have a little mm-hmm. bit of control now, I suppose. It's dangerous. But yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal game. I love the mechanics and it's, it's just unique. There's not a lot that's doing it. And, Maybe that's a part of what like I get super into because like Fortnite changed like game mechanics altogether. You could now have like a three dimensional yeah. field and build and whatever. Um, Rocket League, you've got you know just all of the different areas of in, in space and I've heard it's like the most complex game mechanically. I don't know if you would agree with that, but I did see something recently. Yeah, just some random person. Mm-hmm. I think I would agree with that. It's it's like just I like we were saying it when we were playing, but it's deceptively simple. Like it's you drive a car into a ball and try to score mm-hmm. a goal. Like it's soccer with remote control cars, but like the the strategy, like there's there's actual legit like soccer positioning mm-hmm. and strategy and like there's angles and there's like how you like play the field and like all kinds of different different kinds of defense you can play and like it gets pretty complicated and like a, a mild understanding of physics though too like depending on how you're angled yeah, yeah. like you you can mm-hmm. greatly change how how well you're playing in that like for the longest time i could yep. not figure out how to just <laughs> jump and block a shot like i would like send my car like doing like a, a some type of twirl or 360. I don't know, like pick your turn, but like I was doing all these crazy moves and missing the ball every time. And it was so frustrating yeah. when into training mode, figured that out, but rocket leagues, great game, a little behind on, on that one. Uh, did pick up NHL 21 the day before our extra life stream. I have been pretty consistent. I think I got 18, 19, 20 and 21 
after 18, I think I bought 18, maybe it was 19, but I was like very disappointed. Like NHL or EA was putting like zero effort into the game. They didn't really change anything. Like there were certain years that they released that like completely changed it and the physics of it in a good way. Like they, instead of shooting with X, you'd shoot with the analog stick and they still had those options for classic controls, but like you could have more control if you use the analog stick. So like there was a bunch of different things that came out that were awesome. I think 2013 was like the first one, maybe even earlier than that. Uh, but 21, like they released a bunch of new, more realistic physics within the game, which I absolutely love. Thought it was a really good like release. Um, I don't know how much they're going to keep on like doing NHL games. I've, I've heard the numbers are going down as far as like a user base or player base. Um, but they did get, I want to say, re-signed for three more years, EA, in having the NHL rights. So we'll see. That's interesting to me. Do you do you see it eventually going to like a games as a service? <sighs> sort of model instead of like a yearly release sort of like a destiny i i could i could see them doing that and like honestly for a lot of these sports games i feel like that's the move like you're you're basically updating it feels like it would be like sure you can update like a new release but like that can all be done as you go and it just i don't know because the joke the joke this year was that because madden released madden 20 released um or 21 i guess it would be yeah whichever year it released without uh, a Redskins like oh, replacement because right, like yeah. the the Redskins aren't the Redskins anymore. Right. I, I'm not sure. Like I don't pay that much attention yeah, to football. Like, did they ever change their name? Did they ever come come down on a name, or is it just like the I, Washington? I, I have team? no clue, but I can look this up. <laughs> so they they like re- they retired because it is culturally insensitive. The um, Warriors and I mean just racist. So they're the Washington That's Warriors, what it looks like. Did they keep the colors? Maybe this isn't official yet. I don't know if it is, but there was just something that popped up. So it may have just been, yeah, there's an, an article here, sportingnews.com. Don't know if it's accurate, but it says that it hasn't been released yet. So, okay. Maybe. So I, I know that they were like, they were considering a few options. I think they had even purchased copyrights for a few options and they just hadn't decided. But anyway, so they hadn't, they had, at the time that Madden came out, they hadn't decided on a team name yet. And Madden, like when they announced that they were they were not the Redskins anymore, Madden took that out of the game. Um, And so Madden released without a team name for Washington's football team. So they were just the Washington football team. And I think they were the same colors. Um, And there's just not I I think there's either not a logo or just a generic logo. Um, And that's something that like you can patch in later. But like, I think that sort of like proves this idea out that like they are updating they're they're updating graphics and i'm sure they're updating like gameplay and like they're they're improving things here and there but it's essentially the same game every year it's just updated rosters like you said and if if it's that easy to like take out a team and replace it with like something generic that close to release because it was like a month before release or something like that they can do um i feel like you could probably just do a games as a service model and like you could patch it just like Warzone gets patched mm-hmm. or whatever else. Um, and you could even charge like a nominal fee. Like if if you want to charge 10 bucks every year for like somebody Fine. to upgrade to the new rosters or whatever, there's not as much money in that, which I think is why they're still doing the yearly releases. But um, yeah, I, you know, if, if users are falling off, then maybe that's well, the play. I, according, this was a while back, but I did look it up and apparently NHL stopped, re- like EA stopped releasing numbers on the NHL franchise. So that's probably not a good sign. Like they probably would boast rather than retracting like some of their, their numbers there. So Interesting. I don't know. MLB, the show is like one of the 
bestsellers for PlayStation really? every year. Um, and this actually, so that license is not exclusive to PlayStation anymore after th- this recent release, uh, 20 or 21. I, I, it's weird to me that they released the next year before the current year. Is, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, but, um, whichever one they just made is the last exclusive they're going to make. And then, um, I think it's Sony Santa Monica that makes it like, they'll still be developing it, but like they'll be developing it for PlayStation and Xbox from here on out. Like it'll be multi-platform and it's still one of the best players for them or best sellers for them every year. Um, so maybe it's like sport specific too. It has to be, but why baseball? Um, I mean, maybe it's, it's just me, but baseball is the worst. If you like baseball, stop following Like. I don't care. I, I don't need your fans or whatever, but I, I hate baseball. And if you I, know me, I don't mind following like standings, but yeah, I, there's no way I'm like, for the most part, I'm not sitting down to either watch or play a baseball. The, it's about as exciting as Unless like I'm watching like your grandmother crochet. Like, like no. Yeah. It's just and not great. And for, then without crowds, like it's so weird. There's like paper cutouts of people in the stands funny. now. Yeah. Like it's very strange. Yeah. And like, and then they charge you like, Oh my, like $8 for a Bud Light. Like, get the fuck out of here. Anyways. Um, so yeah, yeah, NHL, Rocket League. Sorry, I derailed. It's okay. But. It's okay. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, but I'm getting the itch, man. I'm getting the niche for the, the new mode, Black Ops called Cold War. I loved... Did you play the beta? I did not, no. Uh, because I was worried about oh. another like 300 gigabyte update or something like that for very little. Oh, so, dude, yeah. Um, I did yeah. not do that. It, uh, I will say the gunplay is really good. Like... I'd heard mixed things. I, I I was fine with the like with the multiplayer modes and matches and stuff like maps. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the gunplay, like the guns feel really good. Was that on PS4? So, PS4. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I definitely will get it. It's just at what point um, I am kind of bumped, even though like I kind of knew, but didn't really like somebody confirmed it yesterday. They don't have Warzone, which makes sense. It's a completely different developer, right? Like Treyarch, I believe is Cold War. Yeah. Activision for Modern Warfare, which is typical with the Call of Duty series. But like, yeah, I don't know why. It just kind of pissed me off. And like, I have no reason. I am that ignorant, like gamer fan who's like upset. Like, I'm like that guy who's like, I'm not going to pay $65. Like $60 is my limit. Like, why don't you have Warzone? (laughs) Like, well, it's a completely different game. So that's why. So from what I understand, you can launch Warzone from Black Ops, but it just launches the other it just launches the other okay, thing. Okay, so it just opens up so the other. So I don't, I don't think it's integrated. Interesting. It's yeah, it just I opens guess the other. That's okay, and it goes back to the whole point of like the backwards compatibility. Like you're gonna be able to play these anyway. So if you want to just play Warzone, then go to Modern Warfare. Like, what is that really? Like, that's not yeah. much of a, a change there. I did see though in my extensive research of why they don't have Warzone, which I, even that I clearly didn't do a ton of, but two point two of almost ten k. Google user reviews. So it didn't look like it did too hot. And that was it's just a small segment. You know, Google's reviews, I don't know if they're always accurate. Oh, it earned, you're saying it earned a 2.2. 2.2 out of 5. Out of 10, Shit. like 10,000 Google user reviews. A couple other sites had better reviews. So who knows? But interesting. Um, from the people I've talked to, it's supposed to be a good game. Zombies, good release. Like they did a good job with that. Um, but I've also, I don't know. Again, like anything, people are divided. They can think that it's the best game in the world and then others can hate it. But I, uh, you know what I wonder, I wonder how many of those reviews are negative because people don't realize they're playing the last gen version of the game. Have you heard Uh -uh. about this? So on PlayStation games that have a PS4 and a PS5 version, um, 
to my knowledge, this is only a problem with PlayStation because they they're weird about how they <laughs> do this. Uh, so like this actually happened to me with Spider-Man. Um, so I, I got into Spider-Man and for some reason, Spider-Man remastered for some reason on my PlayStation, it defaulted to the PS war, the PS4 version of the game. So like I jumped into it and I was like, it loads faster, but like this does not look better. I don't like, I don't understand. And I played like a good hour of it and I was like, this does not make sense. I don't know. Like, why would you call this a remaster? This is not, this is a port. Like this doesn't look any better. Um, and I jumped back out of it and then like I, I found it on my own cause I was like, I was trying every option. I was like, maybe my graphic settings are off. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't understand. And so if you press the start or the options button, um, on the game, it'll say there's like a little entry in the little menu that says game version and you can select PS4 or PS5. And for some reason it had defaulted to PS4. So I selected PS5 and went back into the game. It, it treats it as a completely different game. And then it was great. Like it looked huh. fantastic. It still loaded great. And it like the, like it was just a huge difference. And apparently this is happening with people that are playing black ops, cold war and like a few other games where they they're assuming they're playing the PS5 version or it's it's I was going to say or Xbox One sure. X, but this is not happening on Xbox. So the people are assuming they're playing the PS5 version and they're actually playing the PS4 version. And there's a huge difference between the two. Um, I wonder, like, it's that's I, sorry, I, that's I would a not doubt if that's the case, though. I mean, like how many of those here people? I am talking about games and why I don't like them. And I've done very little research. I guarantee there's a group of people out there that are doing the same thing. So sorry, it's it's happening to a lot of people. That, I just I wonder how many of those reviews you think that, that they would make it know? default. Like if you're on the new system, it's going to start the new system. So game, right. That's what Xbox is doing. Xbox is doing what they call smart delivery, which defaults to the best version of the game like solid logic obviously makes sense right right and so like the the only criticism of that is like well i would like the option like for i for i don't know whatever reason if i I hate good graphics some crazy reason i wanted to play the ps4 version on my ps5 i should have that option i guess i don't know why anybody would do that but like screw those people give give us the option (laughs) but like why would you default to the worst like you you're on a ps5 and you're playing a game that has a ps5 version why would you possibly default to the ps4 version and then why would you possibly make it so unclear which version you're playing and how to select the other version like none of it makes yeah, any like sense. that seems like a you and load i, up I your can't imagine that it's going to stand very like that, long that should be like a, a prompt like you load up your playstation here's a couple like tips of how to use the new system like here's a new interface like yeah for this it doesn't press do that start or press options yeah, it like, gives you tips for everything else it does not give you tips on how to select which version of the game like uh, like at no point during my like startup or setup was it like here's how you select different versions of your games and here's how to tell which version you're playing um so i have to assume that they'll update the the ui at some point to like make that clearer and maybe default to the ps5 version but that's that that's is surprising that's like that seems very bizarre and sure enough there's a couple articles on it that's crazy yeah it's bad but that's what i've been playing how about um, yourself okay sorry yeah i jumped <laughs> in again i'm sorry um so i i i did i Real quick, want to mention I, I mentioned earlier that I recently got into DND and I'm just very excited about it and I'm not going to get to talk about it anywhere else. So I recently joined Clayton um, is uh, is part of a DND group, um, and so he recently approached me and asked if I'd be interested in joining. Um, they had a spot open, so I played my first game yesterday, as of this recording uh, on Sunday. 
Um, and it was so much fun. We didn't even do anything like action packed. It was like we introduced my character who met like the party in like a town. We went and like stayed at an inn. I used magic to help one of the party members win a few games of dice against some guards. And we like went and shopped for items, accepted a quest. And that was it. Like that was our whole session. It was like three hours. And it was so much fun. So my character, um, I, my, I named my character Jobin, um, since this is my first outing. So my character is Jobin. He's a rogue. Um, and he's from the city of Neverwinter. Um, specifically the part of the city that's, that's the most like outcast and poor, um, called the chasm. Uh, and it was already like people that were sort of outcast and like just disregarded by the, by the society and the city at large. And then both an earthquake and a volcanic eruption sort of just decimated that part of the city. And so now it's even more like wiped out and outcast and just squalor. Um, so my, my character has been leading a band of like Robin hood type individuals in the city where we're like robbing those that are, you know, super well off and like helping to feed the rest of the community in the chasm. Do you have Um, an accent? And now I've partied up with the, with the team. No, I didn't get like super heavy into the role playing because I'm still trying to learn the game and I felt like it was going to be too much if I was like doing all the RP and, you know, like learning the rules. Oh, hi, I'm a I am looking forward eventually. (laughs) (laughs) I am looking forward to eventually. Like I, I think eventually I'd like to try like an Irish or Scottish accent or something um, for a character at one point. Um, Oh man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I have one. Um, Top of the morning to ya. Oh, you took my lucky charms, you son of a bitch. <laughs> there you go. You're a C. We, I just, just listen to a lot of Conor um, McGregor, and oftentimes he swears, so the C word often comes out when I do a Conor McGregor yeah. impression. So, yeah, uh-huh. can't do that. The C, I don't know why the C word is still the, the one that I have trouble using on any kind of a consistent basis. I think it's okay, like, but, you know, that's because, like... I'll say the fuck word all the time, but, like for some reason the c word sounds like to me it's like very serious i'll use it but like in the united states it's definitely frowned upon uh but over in like europe and australia in certain parts uh like they throw it around like it's uh, it's rf word like no biggie in the uk like they'll just yeah they'll just Uh, it's on morning news Um, like they don't care (laughs) yeah but anyway so i I just started playing dnd i'm really excited uh so i'll from time to time i'll i'll provide updates on that um other than that i played uh miles morales just finished it um i uh, the thing about miles morales that i appreciate other than like the gameplay and stuff which i I can get into but like it i love it when games do this fallout 4 did this more games should do this miles morales was revealed in june of this year june 2020 it released in november 2020 and we had no clue that it was coming until June. They kept such a tight lid on that. No leaks. And so they revealed it in June with a great cinematic trailer. Um, and even a little bit of gameplay, I think, uh, like it was polished enough to reveal all of that. And then it released in November with the PS five. Um, and more games need to do that. Like we need to stop seeing games five years before they release. Um, Looking at you, Cyberpunk 2077. Or Halo. Uh, which it's I'm so, sure is going to be great. Yeah, or like, Halo. Here comes our, which our, is still our best game or our like highest-selling <laughs> franchise game. Oh, it's not actually going to be ready. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Not here yeah. for release. Um, 
So I, I loved it a lot. Uh, it's it's so wholesome. Miles Morales is a younger. Is, so if people are not familiar with the comics, even Miles Morales is a younger Spider-Man um, in this universe. He exists with Peter Parker um, in New York uh, in the ultimate version of the comics um, in the ultimate universe. Peter Parker dies. Miles Morales kind of takes up takes up the mantle. Um, he also gets bit by a radioactive spider, but in this universe, they both exist in New York at the same time. Um, and Miles Morales is, is, uh, much younger. So Peter Parker in this universe is like 25, 26. Um, Miles Morales is in his teens. He's like maybe 16, Hmm. 15. Um, and he's got different powers. He's got bioelectricity, uh, and he's got, uh, like this really cool camouflage. He can just turn invisible. Um, Sort of like if, if you watched into the spider verse, it's yeah. the same like power sets there. Um, and it's just, it's so wholesome because he's a younger character, like his relationship with his, and they set a lot of this up in Marvel Spider-Man in 2018, but his relationship with his mom is like really nice. Like he's just a sweet kid. And uh, so, and he lives in, um, they just moved to Harlem. So they're like, you know, like inner city. Um, and like, it's very community oriented, very family oriented. Um, and it's just such a wholesome, nice story. It's like very tightly, uh, made too. So like if, if you want to just mainline the story, you can finish it pretty quickly. Um, there's a decent amount to do kind of around the edges too. Um, and there's even multiple improvements over like traversal and combat, um, that I really liked. It was it, and it looks beautiful, um, on the PS five. It also released on the PS four. And from what I've seen, it looks great on the PS four as well. Um, load times are like insane, like fast travel. Uh, like you literally click the point on the map that you want to fast travel to. And literally within a second, you're there. That's um, awesome. like there's no load screens. It's amazing. Um, all around, like just an amazing, amazing game. I highly recommend it. Um, the haptics are crazy too. Um, just real quick, the haptics on a couple of these games. So like the responsive triggers, um, and just the haptics on the the controller, like you feel it when like miles is using some of his like electric attacks and things like that. Like you feel the electricity kind of crackle through the controller. Um, as you're swinging around, like you can feel the resistance in the, the web swing Dude, that's crazy like, as you're swinging. And then when you come off of the web, like the trigger, like all the tension is released. And so the trigger just pulls all the way in. So like you feel the, the different responsiveness of the triggers when you're swinging that's around cool to you. Um, it's really cool. I really hope, I don't know if they will, but I really hope a lot more developers develop around the haptic feedback and the, the responsive triggers. Um, I hope it doesn't go the way that the touchpad on the PS4 uh, cause I just kind of get lost by the Never wayside heard at one point. So but, clearly um, that didn't do so. Yeah. Hot. So it's, it's just that it's that big, like it's that big goofy button that like sometimes ah, you can use it like as a trackpad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like some games use it, but like most didn't. Um, and I, I hope, I hope developers develop for this feature cause it's really cool. So that's that game. I also finished demon souls. Um, and I started a new game plus because I love that game so much. Um, it's a, it's a remake of a PS3 game, um, from software. And, uh, the reason that there is a demon souls and a dark souls, um, just real quick is because PlayStation owns demon souls. They own that license. PlayStation does not own dark souls from software owns that. Um, but from software develops those games for PlayStation, um, and also for PC now. Uh, but demon souls was a PlayStation owned property, um, made by from software. And so, they remade it for the PS5. It is beautiful. 
Um, the haptics on this game are also really cool. Like you can tell uh, in the controller, like when you're hitting um, an enemy, like you can tr- tell if it actually hits them or gets deflected, like just by the feel mm-hmm. of it. Um, and then like the sound design is incredible too, like super crisp. Um, all, but like what I love about that so much is that it's so faithfully recreated. Like all the items are in the same spots, like all the different like ways to cheese bosses for the most part are still there. Like they've removed a couple that were just kind of glitchy. Um, so like if you want to like cheese a boss, like, and you did it on the PS3, it'll probably still work here. Um, the, there's also like some weird, like character and they called it character and world tendency stuff. Um, and it's really hard to describe, but it's like, it's like ways that your actions in any given area affect the environment. Um, all that stuff is still there. I hate it, but it's still there. Like it's faithfully recreated. Um, it's just a great game. It's the it's graphics probably the best. Game. So when you were streaming, yeah, doing demon souls for a little bit, like I did jump on and I was like, damn, like that. It's, it's it's different. Insane. It's a complete. I mean, it's a new system. You'd yeah. expect that, but like, it's still cool when you actually experience it. It's like any new next gen yeah. release. It's like ah, like okay, that's why. It's it's by far the one that's like struck me the most as being like, holy shit, this is like this is next mm-hmm. gen, and it is. It is like I think right now, um, if not the only, it's definitely the biggest PS5 exclusive. Like that did not release on PS4. Um, and there's good reason for it. Like it's, it's amazing. Um, I played a little rocket league too. I, uh, just an update on this. I was training for a one V one tournament. Um, I'm starting school back up in January. Um, and, uh, nervous about that. Like it's, it's definitely going to be hard work, but it's worth it. Uh, and so the Durham tech is, is where I'm starting back up. And so they were, they're starting a, a, a rocket league one V tournament. So I registered and then I got an email today that said, because I'm not registered for the fall 2020 semester, I'm registered for spring 2021 that I cannot participate in this tournament because this is for students that are registered for fall 2020. So, but they said they'll do more in the future. So I'll sign up for another one. So I have more time. Is that going to be a, I don't really like one V one. Would you have to like log into like a private server for that one? I don't know exactly how it was supposed to work. So like what they were doing, they were running it through an app called mission control, which I'd never heard of before this. Um, and so they had set up like a a tournament and like a bracket and stuff like that. So you just had to have your student email to sign up. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how they were going to conduct it. I'll still probably like check in and watch it just to see what my competition looks like. But, um, Yeah, I was excited about that. And now I'm I'm not going to get to participate. But that's like the 7th through December 7th through like late December at some point, the 28th or something like that. Um, so, oh, no, I think it goes all the way through like New Year's. Well, now you got a chance to train more. I think the final spring tournament so. that comes up. Now I have more time. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I just wanted to mention Astrobot's Playroom. So this was a packing game for the PS5. Um, and I know I've been talking a while, so I'll, I'll zoom through this. But Astrobot's Playroom deserves to be shouted out here because it's an amazing platformer. It's dude, it's so much more. It's it's a packing game and it's designed to show off mainly the DualSense controller, the new controller with the PS5, like all the stuff it can do. And it definitely does that. Like it shows off how well the haptics can work, how well the responsive triggers can work. Um, even like motion controls and like blowing into the mic to like, you know, 
spin fans oh, and stuff, which is like, I hate that stuff, but like it, it does it all and it shows it all off. But beyond that, it's such a delightful, fun, like cute platformer. Um, and then beyond all of that, it's got, it's like a love letter to like everything PlayStation since the very, very first one. Ah. Uh, and like, so you're, you're collecting what they call artifacts in the game and it's, it's like PlayStation consoles and accessories and peripherals and like all this stuff. And so like you collect all the way from the very first generation through like current gen, um, and like there's like a this museum that you can like walk through and like interact with all this That's stuff cool. and like so like you can turn on a, a PlayStation like an original PlayStation to hear like the startup sound. Um, you can do it with the, like the PS2 and the PS3 and like hear those startup sounds. And it's just like so much nostalgia. The PSP, the Vita, like and then like play, like the weird stuff like the iToy and the PlayStation uh, portable camera um, and like just so much weird stuff. So that's awesome. And then beyond that, like this game has so much to it. Like if, if you got a PS five and you haven't like really dug into Astro's playroom, you do it. You need to do it. But like beyond that, it's got so many references to like PS, like PS games, PlayStation games over the years. So like I, I started making a list. I don't know if you can see, like I started making a list of all the references. Wow. That I noticed. I know there's got to be more, but these are the ones that I noticed. So like, I'm just going to like zoom through this list. So it references Metal Gear, Resident Evil, Beyond, Beyond Two Souls, Spyro, Uncharted, um, Resident Evil 2, Killzone, Final Fantasy 7, Resogun, uh, this crazy, like, weird PS3 game called Pain, um, Crash Bandicoot, Horizon Zero Dawn, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, Symphony, <clears throat> excuse me, of the Night, um, Dreams, a game by Media, uh, by Media Molecule, ugh, a game by Media Molecule that just released earlier this year i want to say um monster hunter bloodborne last of us uncharted 2 pat upon days gone tomb raider demon souls the order 1886 which is crazy i can't that's a like a deep cut i can't believe they did that one jack and daxter tekken journey flower ape escape medieval tearaway um eco which is i think originally a japanese release game um and then i think it got a port to uh, North America at some point. Um, everybody's golf, last guardian, heavy rain, MLB, the show, uh, Robert from a game called jumping flash, which was a, a Japanese, uh, release game, ACE combat, ghost of Tsushima, infamous siren, Ridge racer, Ridge racer, uh, gravity rush, silent hill Two, resistance, fall of man, Spider-Man 2018. Um, that's Marvel Spider-Man Detroit become human. Devil may cry. Little big planet. Wipeout. far point street fighter. God of war. God of war. Eight 2018 loco Roco concrete genie. Um, the PlayStation rubber ducky, which was part of their, uh, marketing campaign for a while. Uh, that's also in here. Fat princess until dawn VR worlds, Sly Cooper, Parappa and um, jammer Lammy from the Parappa, the rapper series. um, PlayStation cat. There's a, there was like a, a PlayStation cat. Um, that was part of their marketing as well. Um, and then a nod to Ken Kudaragi, who was the father essentially of the PlayStation, um, like right at the end, which I thought was really cool. There's like a memory stick that says Ken's memory stick or something like that. Um, and it's a nod to Ken Kudaragi. So those are the references that I noticed. And that's like, I started like looking for them about halfway through because I was like, Oh my gosh, like that looks like, um, I think the very first one I noticed was Resident Evil. 
I was like, that looks like it'd be like Resident Evil. And it was. Um, so then I started looking for them. So I'm sure there's more, but those are the ones I noticed. Uh, so if if you have a PS5 and you are sleeping on Astro's Playroom, don't because it's so much fun. And it was the first Platinum I got on the PS5. That's I, I just pulled up a list while you're going through it, too. There are a lot like that's crazy and just kind of cool to see like yeah. that. They would give shout outs, some really deep yeah. cuts. But yeah, if you're like if you're a PlayStation fan, like you will definitely appreciate like all of the like obvious love and care that went into this game. It's it's really it's super, super special. Um, that, yeah. So that's what I've been playing. Um, so now it's time for level up. And um, this is essentially just uh, some achievements or trophies that we earned this week. Just real quick. Uh, I mentioned I platinumed Astrobot's Playroom, um, which is a lot of fun. I also platinumed Spider-Man Remake, but I have an asterisk next to that because um, Insomniac allowed uh, save transfer from the PS4 to the PS5 version. I had already platinumed the PS4 version. So the way you have, it's really convoluted, but like you have to go into your PS4 version upload your save, go into the PS5 version, download your save. Um, but when you download your save, it also pops all of the trophies for the PS5 version that you popped for the PS4 version. So I have a platinum for Insomniac's 2018 Marvel Spider-Man um, on my PS5 now as well, but it's just because I downloaded my save data. Um, and I'm fine with it because I have no desire to go through and like platinum that game again, um, but I'm certainly going to play it again um, and I haven't finished all the DLC, so uh, I now have two platinums on the PS5, uh, and those are those are my uh, achievements for level up this week. For me, this one I, I can't really say is too crazy, but uh, NHL they have what they call ones, which is actually a pretty cool feature that they released. I want to say in nineteen, could be wrong about that. Fact check. Um, where you literally play as like one character, you can level them up, but. Uh, first time I played it in NHL 19, it took me like way too long to get a win. Like people who play consistently are ranking up their player with more attributes, like they're better skilled or more skilled. And, uh, in this case here, I went into it and I had a player that was like maybe level five, maybe level eight, like basically the, the most base level version and ended up running through that and getting a win on that. And those people were like level 30 wow. and above. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, one of the games went into like triple overtime and I was like, I was down by four goals and the way that it works is like, they'll have those tiebreakers. So if two of those mm -hmm. three people have the same score, it'll keep going into overtime regardless <laughs> if I'm even like at that same uh, score. So I think I was like down five to one or somewhere around there goes into overtime. And I, I helped even by passing to that other player. I needed to get him wow. to push it into <laughs> overtime. So I passed it to him, douchey move, whatever. And so he scores and then I ended up coming back through it and, and ended up winning, which is pretty cool. That's fantastic. Um, also saw a professional Call of Duty player do a Warzone solo run in squads. And I was like, I'm just curious. Like, how could I do? What? Yeah, like, and he crushed too. Like a lot of these streamers will kind of like... Did he just... Did he just... How do no you do fill. that? Can you block squad you go, fill? You can, you can do no fill when you go into the squad you, match. Okay. And so, yeah, you'll literally be one against, you know, however many squads you've got in there. So I ended up doing that. Interesting. Um, I want to say I got eight 
kills, but ended up getting top 20, which I was like, it was my first run doing that. Not and bad. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool actually. And I am tempted to try and get top 10 with that. And if I can get top five, I, you know, I probably would just stop there because I find it very unlikely that I'm actually going to be able to win in a solo squad. That's a cool idea. Um, Rocket League, this is just, again, kind of, you know, first time I've like really gotten into it, but I started to get the mechanics down and granted I'm in other, I'm like paired with other shitty players. So it's not really too proud, but I did get two wins with over five goals. And I thought that was pretty cool. A couple of the teams, nice. not too bad. Um, but yeah, achievements for the no, week. That is, that is really good. Um, the, the skill, be- the skill based matchmaking in Rocket League is like, it's never going to be perfect, but it's as near perfect as I've seen in like any mm-hmm. online game. So, um, I like don't discount those wins too much because like you're, I mean, you're playing against like similarly skilled players. Oh, I so can, and there's a clear difference too. Like, when we played together, like they had to have probably created some type of blend between yours, like your level and mine. Yeah. They usually like, yeah, do some sort of a million. demolished granted again, end of the extra life stream. We're in like what five in the morning playing till like eight 30. So we're like, dude, the one game we played went literally over. What did I end up saying? Cause I just watched it like over eight yeah, minutes it was right? right around there of over just yeah. overtime. That was after like the, the actual, like, I remember like being so. in it too. And like, we were five minutes into it. I'm like, Whoa, this has been going on for a long time. Like we just were kind of having conversation yeah. throughout it yet still maintaining the game. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, dude. Yeah. That's two wins with over five goals. That's not bad, pretty not bad. I'll take that's it. pretty good. Um, all right. Into patch notes. This is current events and news, um, for the week. I'm glad you added Wario 64 on Twitter here. Um, cause I came across him earlier uh today but i forgot to add him to the outlist uh, or the outline so i'm glad you added him in but the reason we're talking about wario 64 on twitter is all ps5s are sold out um and this is not just like stores are sold out like stores are saying they're sold out jim ryan who um is is he's like he's sort of been like the sort of the spokesperson i guess um for for playstation uh, over the last like several months or so but um he's the ceo right now of sony interactive entertainment um and he and like their marketing director have been kind of going back and forth between being the public face or or figure but he gave a an interview to tass t-a-s-s which is some russian news agency it's so random that yeah that's who he gave the interview to um but he literally said, so like he's, he's talking about, there's a quote from him where he says, I wouldn't recommend another console launch amid a pain, amid a pandemic, Fair um, point. which, you know, no <laughs> shit, but, um, eventually, so they asked him, um, they said, how do you feel after a major tech launch, um, in this crazy year? Um, he said, he's happy with how they, uh, how they did. Um, and you know, even amidst the like unusual circumstances, uh, and then they asked one week after launch on select markets. Uh, so it launched first in North America. Um, I think maybe just in North America. 
Um, and then just this past week, it released in the UK um, and a few other markets. But so they said one week after the launch in select markets, how are sales doing? And Jim Ryan's quote is everything is sold. Absolutely. Everything is sold and everything will be sold in Russia. There's no doubt about that. I've spent much of the last year trying to be sure that we can generate enough demand for the product. And now in terms of my executive bandwidth, I'm spending a lot more time on trying to increase supply to meet that demand. And this is after coming out. Um, this is, that was the end of his <laughs> quote. Uh, this is after coming out, uh, a few months before release saying that they upped their production from, I think it was 5 million or I don't think we had actual numbers, but like, uh, I think it was, um, Bloomberg that was estimating, uh, an increase of like 5 million to like 7.5 million mm-hmm. or something like that, um, at release. Uh, and they're all gone. Um, all of those are gone. I'm aware. Like, it is impossible. I literally have not been find, able to get it. Yeah, you've been looking. I found Warrior yeah. 64, realized PS4 Direct was now like offering a queue so you could enter the queue, try and buy it. Interesting. That was okay. right before this. So there, yeah, there is a user on Twitter. You you can probably, since you found him, um, I just came across his name and, and kind of what he's doing, but you can probably say or explain better what he's uh, doing. Honestly, I just came across him recently. Uh, Johnny Olvin, who did the okay. extra live stream, was the one who's like, if you haven't followed this guy, like follow him now. So I go there, go to PS4 Direct, because I saw his latest tweet was like 15 minutes before. I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I get a chance. Mm-hmm. So I get into the queue, though. This is literally right before we started this. And it has like this notification. It's like, there are no guarantees that you'll get it. Okay, fine. Um, but once you finish the queue, like you'll hear a sound effect. So make sure your volume is up. I hear that sound effect and it's literally like a couple seconds left. Go into it, get to the buy screen and they're all sold out still. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know. Like I, I'm giving up at this point on trying to like, you know, just rush and you know, if there's a new release or restocking of some sort, like I'm going to have to just wait at yeah. this point until production's <clears throat> back up. So PlayStation has said that there will be another wave hitting stores um, and online retailers, I think they said before Christmas, I'm pretty sure. Um, But I don't think they've said definitively when that's going to be. In related news, excuse me, though, um, there is a scalper group uh, in the UK that claims it has snagged over 3,500 PS5 consoles. This is coming from um, an article on pushsquare.com. so essentially what they're doing is they're offering like memberships to people. Uh, and then once like once they pay for the membership or whatever, they get access to like bots, essentially, like all kinds of hmm. tools that allow them to snag these like pre-orders or like whenever, you know, consoles or units go up for sale. Um, they essentially just kind of flood these websites and claim these before anybody really can get a hold of them. And so then they're scalping these. So like people are buying like the reason they've got 3,500 systems across their organization or group or whatever you want to call it is people are buying multiples and then they're selling them literally like they're going for like $1,500 on eBay. Um, and it's really shitty too. Like there's, and a lot of these retailers, all it would take is just putting like a capture on or captcha on their checkout page to like, make sure that you are not a robot because robots don't deal with those very well. And that's really all like it wouldn't take very much effort on these retailers parts to like do something about this. But the problem is they don't care because they're selling the units Unload their stock. So the only people suffering are people that are like still trying to get a hold of one. Um, So it's it's really shitty. Like if you're 
if you're a person we set up top, we're not going to judge you for very much. I will judge you if you're a scalper. Like the the PS3 when it came out, um, it was like it was already like egregiously priced. It was like 600 bucks. But people were doing the same thing with that and then t- turning around and selling it for like 2000 um, on eBay. Like you're a piece of shit. If you're doing <laughs> that, you're a piece of shit. Don't do that. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like it's that's really going to do that. They're trying to find a way to make a dollar. You're a bad person. You know? Who knows? Maybe uh, yeah. part of those groups were out of money or out of work with COVID and trying to make it. Find a better way to do it. Find a better yeah. way to do it. That's, that's really Top shitty. Um, and like, I, you know, some people don't mind buying from a scalper because they're, they're basically like, I'm positively going to get a console. So like they'll pay the extra thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um, I think that's kind of shitty too. Like you're just rewarding this behavior. If you're doing that, like it really sucks. Like if you're trying to get it as a Christmas present or if you're just an enthusiast and you, and you want to have it as soon as possible, I get it. Like it sucks that there's not stock, but you it's know, also, I mean, that's also, I, I don't know. You're talking I about like just the don't limited buy release. From scalpers. Yeah. And you're also not, you're paying way more. Like, you know that you're not paying the right yeah. price, but yeah, it's it, the, the whole thing's just shitty all the way around. So, uh, we alluded to this earlier, Evan, but a recent Oxford study has shown that playing video games is good for you. Gamers rejoice everywhere. Yeah. Show this to your mom, 10 yeah. year olds, uh, when she tells you it's, it's better for you to, to go outside. Um, or your significant so, other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do something uh, with so your on life. Oxford, <laughs> on Oxford's website, um, which is, uh, ox.ac.uk. Um, you can, you can read the study. If you just Google Oxford study about video games, I'm sure it'll come up, but, um, so I won't go into the whole thing, but essentially it, it, it takes, it takes self-reporting out of it completely. So it's, it's not relying on, uh, subjects to report how, like the length of time or the amount of time that they're spending in video games, they're taking it directly from like developers and platforms, um, to see like what the average in game time is. Um, and then studies, uh, on the subjects that they, they had show that, um, so that they're studying the, the association, the association between game time and well-being, Um, and it's showing that, uh, higher game times, um, relate or correlate to higher or more well-being, like better well-being. Yeah. Um, they also, and it's, I mean, this is like a, a, like this is a legit study. Like this is Oxford university. Yeah. I mean, we we've kind of heard of that before. There's been like earlier studies that have come out that, you know, highlight some of the benefits to it, but I'd always read in those ones, they were more of like puzzle based games or games that like you had to, like truly use your brain as part of it. But in these ones here, I mean, a few of the games that they referenced, which I'm trying to find right now, it didn't even seem, I mean, they're pulling from EA too. So mm-hmm. it's not even like, you know, that there's going to be some sports games included and in Nintendo. That. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, I, I thought it was interesting, but I, I remember I was at a barbershop. I want to say Thanksgiving, maybe last year, even, um, picked up this article from a magazine that was also based on, video game addiction and some research associated with that. And they had noted in there that the experiences that you would get from like viewing a crazy scene, like mountains 
trees, whatever, mm-hmm. um, like a natural environment are identical to like what you would experience yeah. in real life, which I thought was crazy. I mean, the fact that like I could go into like Red Dead Redemption, see this beautiful landscape and I'm having the <laughs> same things fire in my brain Yeah, that it would be as if I were in like this old Western or wherever like the map is, uh, you know, taking place. Dude, but it's funny you mentioned Red Dead Redemption, um, which is Red Dead two is, is so, so great. Um, Still haven't played it yet, actually. That, but, oh, it's so good. Um, I'm right at the end and like, I don't want to finish it. I have a problem with finishing games that I really <laughs> love because then it's over. Yeah. Um, I almost didn't finish miles Morales for the same reason, but you mentioned it. So like, there's a, there's a little girl, I can't remember where it is, but like Googling it should be pretty easy too. There's a little girl that has done this multiple times. She sends screenshots from red dead redemption Two to her local news channel as like actual photographs of the outdoors. Yeah. And then they've like, they've then turned around and shown them on their program. Oh, that's great. And like credited her like this, you know, this, this little girl, like, shows another picture. Yeah. Um, and it's literal just screenshots from red, red dead too. Uh, but like, she's like passing them off as like actual, like outdoor scene that's photographs. Amazing, and it's, it's so funny to me, but yeah. So like, I believe that like, like the same, um, you know, this like the same like neurons would be firing, like the same like emotions and things. Like I like I was just talking about how beautiful Demon Souls is, or like the like they're like it's incredible the stuff you can do. Like God of War um was one of those games where like sometimes I'll just stop and take a screenshot. No Man's Sky is another one. Like you're just Spider Man all over a galaxy. Spider Man, like I'll just take screenshots and just be like, Holy shit, like this is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um so it's really interesting. They, they did also say that uh, a player's subjective experience during gameplay might be a bigger factor for well-being than mere playtime. Um, so both are factors, but I just I thought this was really interesting. If you want to look it up, um, check it out. It's it's very uh, it's very informative and interesting. Um, up next, just real quick, I debated whether to report on this or not, because it like we got this information in a really shitty way. Um, but Capcom has been hacked. Um, and, uh, like the organization that hacked them is, is essentially holding their data for ransom. Like it's, it's a ransomware situation. Um, and Capcom has, as far as I know, at least so far refused to negotiate, um, which is why we got this information. They released this information and made good on their threat. And this group also released like some employee information and stuff like that, which is, which is awful. Um, some, I'm hopeful that they, they'll be able to rectify this soon. So I like, at, at first I was like, I don't know if we should like talk about it, but like it, the information's out there. So like us talking about it, isn't going to make things worse for sure. Um, and what, like one of the interesting things that came out of this is basically like the next four years of development roadmap for Capcom. Um, and if, if you're not familiar, like Capcom has made like Mega Man um, and like Resident Evil and all kinds of stuff. And so um, their development roadmap is really interesting um, and it makes me really excited. So um, just real quick, Resident Evil out. So we already know that they're making Resident Evil Village, which <clears throat> I also came out of this. I think they we haven't gotten a release date for that officially yet. But out of this, it looks like Resident Evil Village, which is Resident Evil 8 that's set to release. It looks like in April of 2021. So, um, you know, Q2, like early Q2 2021. 
Um, but here's the roadmap that came out of this. And there's some interesting tidbits. Resident Evil Outbreak, which we don't know for sure what that's going to be. Um, looks like Q4 of 2021. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2, which people have been clamoring for for a while now. Uh, Q2 of uh, 2022. Street Fighter 6, Q3 of 2022. Um, there's a it's called Rockman. It's a Mega Man game. Um, match Rockman match. Uh, Q3 2022 Resident Evil 4 remake, which has been rumored for a long time, um, which a lot of people are looking forward to is Q4 2022 Monster Hunter 6 uh, Q2 2023 Biohazard, which is Resident Evil related, at least Q4 uh, or excuse me, Q3 of 2023 um, Super Street Fighter 6 and Q4 of 2023. <laughs> Final Fight Remake, which which people have been looking forward to a, a Final Fight Remake for a while as well. Um, so that's coming in Q2 2024. Power Stone Remake Q3 2024 uh, as well. It's a little bit more niche, but I'm sure people will be excited about that. Ultra Street Fighter 6 coming in Q4 of 2024. Um, and Resident Evil Hank is the way it was spelled and released uh, in this uh, uh, data leak Q4 2024. Um the website that I'm looking at uh, right now, clutchpoints.com, um, they think that's likely supposed to be Resident Evil hunk, not Hank, um, but we'll see. So several Res- Resident Evil titles, um, a couple surprises, Dragon's Dogma 2, um, Final Fight, um, and then kind of predictably uh, several editions of Street Fighter. Super Ultra Six, Street which Fighter I think is 13. Strange. Um, yeah, they're like really going hard on that. I, I would assume they'd be pivoting if Street Fighter 6 doesn't do... St- super well um street fighter 5 didn't do all that well so like i, I would assume there's there's it's a okay guys we'll just there, rename it to ultra this is this is optimistic last one was super but this um, one's ultra but yeah like any any thoughts on any of these are you like resident evil 4 or are you a fan of that game i did play resident evil on ps2 uh okay so i'd say i'm a fan but like there was a few of them that i just i don't know i, I didn't get super into them i love zombie games though i honestly mm. I, seeing the Capcom though, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about these games. I probably won't really get into street fighter. You know, I played those when I was younger, but never really yeah. into it. I mean, I like mortal Kombat too, and they're very similar and like that, that, you know, you're fighting the two people or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's like not my, my type of games typically. But, yeah. Me, me either. Really? Yeah. But like resident evil, I'm a huge fan. I do like, um, those, I'm really yeah. looking forward to resident evil village, which is resident evil eight. Um, this Resident Evil 4 remake has been rumored for a while because they did they've done one, two and three, um, which have all been fantastic. Um, so this was the logical next one. Uh, and so this basically confirms that we're getting it sometime in 2022. Some of these dates might change. Um, so there's some exciting stuff in here if you're a fan of like any of these franchises. And if if you're a Dragon Sogma fan or a Final Fight fan, I'm sure you're excited about those as well. Um, so thought that was interesting. Um, this one is really quick. GTA six could have possibly been leaked, um, or not leaked, but teased is, is I guess what For I mean. Kinky fans, but <laughs> GTA six, um, rockstar released, uh, like a, a video with some like fairly inconspicuous coordinates, um, like in, in the corner of the video. Uh, and then people went and looked <clears throat> at these coordinates and the coordinates seem to show a road 
in the shape of a Roman numeral six. It's like a dirt road. Um, so it could be a stretch, but it has been a long time since we've gotten a new GTA entry. GTA five is coming to next gen. Um, and it's still a very active community. GTA mm-hmm. five online obviously is, is, uh, incredibly active and, and has been lucrative for them, uh, over the years. So I could believe this. They've talked did about you it. See the, I mean, they've did you see the photo? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Google maps photo. Does it seem like, does it seem like a stretch to you? Uh, or? yeah, I think that's probably some super fan that's like, yeah, that's it. Like they're going to see what they want. I don't know. I'm still, eh, I can, I but could I mean, see it. Yes. But yeah, it, it could be a stretch, but the part of me that, that feels like this could be real is that they like rockstar released this video right. with those coordinates, which is like more than likely the case. You know? And they, they have hinted at that too. And from what I've heard of what they initially were planning to do is like a combination of all maps, like all of their previous like games yeah. into one, which would be awesome. I mean, yeah. San Andreas is still one of my favorite games of all time. I haven't played GTA mm-hmm. 5 yet, although we did get it for the Extra Life stream. I do plan to we play did. that. Um, but I, yeah, I just haven't played them really since the San Andreas days. And uh, it's great, great it's series. It's super though. good. Yeah. Even if you're just doing the story, um, I, w- I was playing uh, GTA 5 on Xbox Game Pass. Um, and I haven't checked in. I'm, I'm not sure if it's still on there, but it's really, really good. Um, so I, I highly recommend, and now that you own it, you can jump mm-hmm. into it, but, um, it's very good. It holds up. Uh, and then lastly, I just wanted to throw this in here as, as sort of like some feel good news because I, I like this. Um, I said earlier that I'm a PlayStation fan. I, I think that will hold true probably for at least the foreseeable future. Um, and during the Xbox one and PS4 era, uh, Xbox definitely dropped the ball like at the very beginning and just never really recovered. Um, and Phil Spencer, um, head of like, they call him Microsoft's head of gaming. He's essentially like head of Xbox. Um, he's, he's, I think a really good figurehead for them. He's done a lot of work to sort of like recoup their public image and like how they're approaching the market. Um, so the verge recently, uh, interviewed him and, and talked about a lot of things, but he specifically said that he uh, hates console tribalism. Um, and like, I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, Evan. I've definitely seen it because I follow like IGN, mm-hmm. Push Square, like a few other sites. Like every comment section is so fucking toxic and it drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, with like fanboys of either platform, like just trashing the other for whatever reason. And like, I don't understand attaching your ego to a brand like that, but like, have you seen it too? Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I think it's something though. And like, it's, it's humans. Like we want to be a part of a community. We want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Like tribalism is not new. It's just, it's, I think amplified because of the internet. And so people are just looking for anything. Like, I mean, shit, we just got out of elections. I mean, we're still kind of in it, but like how fucking divided like people would get over I'm blue, I'm red. And like everything becomes extreme. Like you must be a Nazi or you must be this. Like, no, no. Like I just agree with certain things of this said, you know, in this case platform, like I like certain things about it well, you're a piece of shit Nazi racist. Like what? Like how did that come out of me playing PlayStation or (laughs) Xbox? Like that's that. And like, yeah, I mean like you'll see the memes and stuff too. Like this is like 
you know, yep. PlayStation for like person and then like the Xbox person doing something kooky and yeah. then they'll they'll literally post another version of that and just reverse it and people just, just go yeah. crazy like you know tag your friend that you know that likes to fuck animals or whatever because they play xbox mm-hmm. like no that's not a thing like why are we why are we trying to divide people and it's been something that's like honestly like i don't think it's not just console tribalism like the division of people like just bothers me you're right and you're right but it's it's a valid point like i think he's just because he's in the gaming world like yeah tribalism sucks like yeah I just, you know, and it's, it's a bigger problem. And it's just over such a dumb thing. You know, like there's a lot of like iPhones versus Android. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's such a dumb thing to be like, so heated about, but like, so his quote is, um, you know, it, it, like this article says, you know, Spencer finds that he, he, or he says that he finds toxic brand loyalty to be distasteful. Um, at, at one point I saw a quote from him that basically said like, if that was, if there was any reason for him to leave the industry, that would be it. Uh, but his quote says, um, the tribalism in the industry, if there was anything that would ever, yeah, this is it, that would ever drive me out of the industry, it's actually that. When a team releases something into the market for the world to tear it apart of the internet, it's just such a brave thing for a team to do. Um, he says, I'm, you know, I'm never going to vote against any creative team or any product team to do poorly because I have a competitive product. It's not in me. I don't actually think it helps the long run, uh, in the long run in the industry, um, and, you know, he like he's been really good and Xbox has been really good sort of as a whole this time around um, about positioning themselves in a very like consumer friendly way. Mm-hmm. Um, both, you know, the things that they're doing in their platform game pass is an excellent value. If you have an Xbox one um, or an Xbox one X, like get game pass, it's hundred percent worth it. There are fantastic games on there. Um, but beyond that, like there's, there's been like some memes of some interactions going around, like on Twitter where, uh, you know, a, a person would be saying like, oh man, like I, I really wanted to get an Xbox, but most of my friends are in PlayStation. And so I felt like I had to do that so I could play with them and the Xbox account tweeting back, like, yeah, absolutely. Like games are all about having fun and like, you know, sharing community. And if that's how you're going to have the most enjoyment, then go for it. Like, you know, no hard, no hard feelings. Like, and Phil Spencer has been a very like, um, sort of all inclusive, like very, like, you know, like ev- everything is good for the gaming industry. Like don't, it's there's no innovation. reason to like, like, yeah, of course it's going to benefit everybody. Like yeah. anytime somebody like, does like high a, tide an open source, boats, like you know? code of some sort, like it becomes a bigger thing because you collaborate with others. You're working with others. Like, yeah, duh. Okay. Like, which but we're just seeing like the worst of the worst when like, you have so many toxic people that are like, as he puts it, there is a core that just really hates the other consumer product. Like, yeah. why do you hate the other yeah. consumer product? Yeah. It's just, that's my team. And yeah, exactly. Like I, like I picked a side. Mm-hmm. Well, like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Um, but his, so his quotes and his approach recently gives me hope. Cause like, of, uh, I don't remember exactly how long ago now, a month and a half or two months ago now. Um, time is weird, but uh, Microsoft announced that they are acquiring Zenimax, which includes Bethesda, which includes Skyrim, you know, Fallout, like all those franchises and series. Um, and so there's been some question about whether those games are going to be on PlayStation anymore because they're now owned by Microsoft. Um, and Bethesda was already owned by Microsoft. Um, uh, or sorry, not Bethesda. Id um, was already owned by Microsoft. And so like, um, you know, Doom, you know, was is essentially a Microsoft uh, owned license now or property. Um, and that was still coming out on PS five. So I, or PS four. Um, so I don't think there was any necessarily like 
real threat of those going console exclusive. But I, I think Phil Spencer's approach here tells us that like, there's probably nothing to worry about. They've, they've been pretty cagey about like definite answers, but the deal has also not gone through. Um, so I think they have to be careful about what they say, but I, I feel like we can still count on Bethesda games coming to PlayStation, uh, in the future, or at least I hope so. Cause I'm looking forward to elder scrolls six and whatever the next follow game is. Um, all right. This brings us to loot drop. We are rounding third. Uh, speaking of our favorite sport, baseball, um, and uh, we're we're almost home. So uh, this is the segment where we talk about upcoming video games. I, I listed just a few here. Um, uh, this is definitely not everything coming out over the next week or so, but the few that I thought were cool. Um, so first here is Twin Mirror lost on arrival uh pc ps4 and xbox one um and that's launching on december 1st it's developed by don't nod who made life is strange um in 2015 vampire in 2018 life is strange 2 in 2018 um really reputable develop developer um very like story driven narrative driven uh very high quality games but um so this game the the synopsis says sam higgs was done with Basswood, West Virginia, Basswood, maybe. Um, but it seems he, it wasn't done with him when the former investigative journalist returns to his hometown to say a final farewell to his best friend. It soon becomes clear that there are more chapters to be written in his troubled history. Forced to confront his past, Sam finds himself torn between reconnecting with his loved ones and using his unique intellectual abilities to uncover the town's dark secrets. But how do you know who to trust when you're not even sure you can trust yourself? Damn, dude. Have you seen any like previews or gameplay for this? No, zero looks pretty good it's um it's sort of surrealist like so the the way they represent his unique quote-unquote intellectual abilities is um it's it's like the reason it's called twin mirror like it's it's like a mirror shattering there's like glass shards and like so you're like going around a scene and like sort of investigating and like picking out different like shards of the mirror um to look at and it it like develops the story that way um it looks really interesting um i probably won't get it at launch but at some point i'll, I'll most likely check it out um speaking of fortnite fortnite mm-hmm. chapter two season five is launching uh on all of the platforms um december 2nd i figured we'd just include that because fortnite's still a thing that the kids are playing i did play it the um, other d- uh last weekend and it was decent. Um, I haven't played in a while, but I people are telling me it's it's still real good. It, it still is. Real good. It is good. Um, I don't know if I'll ever. They're doing something with Galactus right now. Is that true? Or they've already done doing it? Doing something with what? Galactus. Well, I don't know. There's like some Marvel stuff going there, on. There are there, there are maybe. different Marvel characters in it right now. Um, gosh, who was the one that? Oh, Venom. Venom is like a character in there. It has like some oh, cool crazy. Like, tricks or whatever. Emotes. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's part of like why I like it. It goes back to the previous like theme. Like they are using the same game and just updating it as they go and like writing a story around it. And kudos, I mean, like I think it's Tim Sweeney. Is that the guy that owns? Is he mm-hmm. the lead of Epic? Um, yeah. yeah. Him and whoever their creative director, like they've done some crazy shit to get some crazy hype on that game. And like that, that's impressive. So if, at the very least, Dude, like and we didn't say it earlier, What's that? but this was kind of an accident. Fortnite and just oh, yeah. in, on its own, yeah. it was kind of an accident. Like this was not meant to be the game. It was Fortnite save the, was save it the save world. the world yeah. was what they were calling it. 
And this was just like a filler, like let's put this out while we're developing the main game. And then this became the game. They totally abandoned the, the other like, and I, it was, I think it's crazy. It was so revolutionary. Like when I first played it and I like, I can yeah. remember my brother-in-law or future brother-in-law, he was like, you got to get Fortnite." And that's all he said. And I was like, ah, all right. And he's like, it's free. I'm like, okay, why not? Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting it. And then sure enough, <laughs> all of the crazy, like I definitely was addicted to that game. With, it's a deep without a, Yeah, definitely like got deep into Fortnite, And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's cool that they're continuing to update it. They're doing a lot of like good collaborations. I mean, it's helping out other brands and companies. I mean, Star Wars did some type of release through it. Uh, artists have been doing like live concerts through it as like a virtual character, like just yeah, pretty wild things that they're doing and keeping the game fresh. I mean, that's probably why they yeah. still get such a huge audience playing it. Yeah. And it's not well up until a few months ago uh it was on like all mobile platforms um it's not an iphone anymore but it's coming uh, back yeah is it in a, in a workaround there story. was uh some type of are they doing a mob like a web based solution uh there's an app that you can download that would allow you to uh, it might be that essentially um but there's some type of app that you can download and it would allow you to play other systems like other interesting you know, like epic in this case so interesting. I'll have to read up on that. Now, whether or not um, Apple allows that to, to work. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to read up on that. Um, up next is Immortals Phoenix, Ri- Phoenix Rising. This game has been um, hyped quite a bit, and it looks like some outlets are saying that that hype might be deserved. Um, that's releasing on December 3rd on PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One and PC um switch and stadia it's coming to all oh, of wow. them um we haven't talked really about stadia at all but stadia is an option um if you're looking for like a, a good entry point into modern gaming if you don't have anything but um developed by ubisoft quebec um or quebec uh as they say um this is the studio that made assassin's creed syndicate and odyssey in 2015 and 2018 um synopsis here is it essentially looks like um, sort of a Breath of the Wild type of game um, with some puzzle mechanics as well. But it says, play as Phoenix, a new winged demigod on a quest to save the Greek gods and their home from a dark curse. Take on mythological beasts, master the legendary powers of the gods, and defeat Typhon, the deadliest titan in Greek mythology, in an epic fight for the ages. Love me some looks Greek history. Good. Any interest here? I, I could see myself getting into that. Yeah, I like Ubisoft. I probably, yeah, I, probably I mean, would. Odyssey was Odyssey is fantastic. I'm still like playing that game. I haven't finished it yet. Um, Does that go back to Odyssey not wanting is, to finish a game? Uh, dude, that's exactly what's going on. I feel like I'm pretty near the end oh, of that gosh. too. And I just, I don't want it to be done. Um, I feel like there's, there's something psychological happening there. I, sh- I should probably talk that through with my therapist <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I could see myself definitely di- diving into this too. Um, sounds pretty good. December 3rd. Um, and then sort of the the big, the big release. Uh, finally, Cyberpunk 2077 is releasing on December 10th. And they have made sure to reiterate multiple times that yes, it really is coming out on December 10th. And I say that because it has been delayed. Um, let's see. 
It was first delayed from April 16th, which is when it was supposed to release of this year to September 17th. And then it was delayed from September 17th to November 19th. And then it was delayed from November 19th to December 10th. The weird thing about the last one is that the game had already gone gold. Discs had already been pressed. It was already physically manufactured and they still delayed it after that, which rare almost never happens. That's crazy. Very rarely happens. Um, but they just weren't happy with the amount of polish on it. So um, CD Projekt Red, I, I referenced this earlier, but they made Witcher 3 in 2015. Um, Cyberpunk was first shown in 2013. Uh, and we're getting it in, in, you know, at the end of 2020. Um, and Witcher 3 took three and a half years to develop. Witcher 3 is widely regarded as one of the most detailed and dense games ever made. It's super highly reviewed. It was buggy when it came out, but they fixed it pretty quickly. Um, again, Witcher three is another game that I'm like currently playing that I, I have never finished, but like, <laughs> I'm not even close with that one because it's just so dense. There's yeah. so much to do. Um, and that took three and a half years to develop. So I can only imagine the amount of detail, um, and, and craft that has gone into cyberpunk 2077. I have it pre-ordered. I'm very excited. Um, it's I got it from Best Buy, so it's coming with a steel book and a few other oh things, boy. a map and like a, a compendium and a few other things. So I'm very excited. Um, so I'll have more to say about that soon. But to, to kind of give you an idea of what Cyberpunk 2077 is, um, they say Cyberpunk 2077 is an open world action adventure story set in Night City, a megalopolis obsessed with power, glamour and body modification. You play as V, a mercenary outlaw going after a one of a kind implant that is the key to immortality. You can customize your character's cyberware, skill set and play style and explore a vast city where the choices you make shape the story oh, and the world around you. So one of those games that will have multiple and, endings. Yeah, well, yeah, possibly. Um and uh, your and your edition. Oh here. yeah, Keen, Keanu motherfucking Reeves. I almost said it as Delaney has referred to him in the past. She often gets like these like different Quinoa? names, like kind of mixed up on occasion. <laughs> and so yeah, she I can't remember if it was the Matrix or whatever, but she goes Keanu Reeves and <laughs> has literally only said it once. But I will never let that down. It is one of my it's favorite memories. It's better with the woo at the end. Yeah, Keanu. I'm not sure where that one came from, but. Oh, uh, oh, it's been it always be my maybe. Maybe there was like one movie that he's in, but I, I actually like Keanu. Like, and just seeing him in that, dude, I love like him. He, yeah. he seems like a genuinely good dude. Not maybe he's not, I don't know, but like he's done some cool shit. Like, he wasn't fake training for the Matrix, like, he was legit, like a jujitsu. Right. I think he's yeah. a he was a blue belt. He might have, he's probably advanced at this point. Like, he just. He rides the subway. Like he seems to do a lot of Still shit that you're shape. like, man, this is, like, he just seems like a good yeah. dude. He did tactical training for the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like he does, you know, he does some of his, at least some of his own stunts for those movies. But yeah, I, I've never heard a bad story about Keanu. Um, he's just like such a sweet, he just seems like such a sweet dude. Like the year that he came out at E3 and like they announced that he was in the game. Like he was, he was, he was CD projects, red CD project reds, spokesperson for that segment at E3 that year. Um, I think it's 2018. And uh, somebody in the crowd was like, I love you. Uh, or no, no, no. Somebody in the crowd was like, you're beautiful. And he's like, you're beautiful too. Or something like that. Yeah. Like He's just so like, he's just such a sweet dude. He seems like, so um, I'm excited to play this. Uh, Keanu Reeves plays. I think they, I think his name is Johnny Silverhand in cyberpunk 2077. Um, and 
yeah, I'm very excited. They have said that he is not a romanceable character in the game, um, which some people are upset oh, about. Oh God, you can't uh, you can't do the nasty with Keanu oh, my in the God. game. Apparently, uh, that wasn't in the contract, like, but uh, you know who knows. Um, all right, well that brings us to the final boss, Evan, and that is our any takeaways from our conversations, and then a quest for the coming week. So. First, any takeaways, any final thoughts? Give up on trying to buy a PS5. and <laughs> So you can get one? <laughs> <laughs> but the Cyberpunk one, so I've, I've kind of like loosely followed it here and there, but it, it does seem like a cool game. And if there's this much hype and that they're putting this much into it, like maybe that's, it's, it's worth checking out. I mean, you know, generally speaking, and if you're referencing The Witcher 2, I mean, Witcher 3, but referencing that here, like I've heard mm-hmm. nothing but good things about that game. I haven't played it because it's amazing. I've heard it's quite a bit to to get invested in. But I mean, yeah. the fact that they, I'm pretty sure that the actual, like the show, The Witcher was developed based on the game, not like the books. Like they're pulling from both, but it was the game that initially it was, inspired. It was a mix, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there, there's definitely something to it when they're starting to do that in cyberpunk. I mean, it's, it's going to, it's like one of those big games. It's like big movie releases. So there's got to be something to it. So I've seen reports that have said that even like the developers are like 170 hours in and still haven't finished the game. Um, and CD Projekt Red has has come out and said they wanted this game to be shorter than The Witcher 3 because they literally got criticism about the fact that The Witcher was so dense, like there was so much to do, like it was like hundreds of hours. Yeah. Um, so the map is definitely smaller, like you're in us. I think the, the entire game takes place in Night City, just the one sure. location, essentially. Um, but that means that it's like super densely packed with things to do. And like, like they've released some gameplay footage and things. And, uh, it does look like there's just, there's stuff everywhere. Like there's things to do everywhere. That's cool. Um, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, like I, your, uh, my, my takeaways or final thoughts is that you're a piece of shit. If you're scalping (laughs) new consoles, I don't care if it's PS5s or Xboxes. Um, don't do that. You're a bad person. I don't like you're just a bad person. Find another way to make money. Um, it's just so, ah, it's so shitty. I hate it so much. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I think that's, <laughs> the only, that's, that's my biggest takeaway. Um, oh all right, Evan. Uh, so here's, I, I have five quests listed here. Um, and, uh, we gotta, we gotta pick one. So the five quests that we have listed here are, how many swear words can you make other players say in Warzone in a week? So there's proximity chat, like mm-hmm. if you kill somebody, or not proximity chat, but like kill chat, I guess you'd call it essentially. Um, like when you kill somebody, you can hear their their mic for like three yeah. seconds. Um, and it, that's very humorous sometimes. So how many swears can you elicit from a, a different players in Warzone in a week? Um the next quest is finish one game this week. Um, that one I think is pointed more towards <laughs> me yeah. uh, since I don't like finishing games. Um, the next one is hit top 10 in Warzone using only green floor loot. So no loadouts, just green guns, um, uh, which doesn't see that. I think I could do seems it. like it'd be tough. I think I, it seems doable, but it seems You're gonna tough. have to do some camping um, in that one. But yeah, you could do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, score five goals. The next one is score five goals in one match in rocket league, um, or 10 goals in a game of NHL. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the last one is who can get the most concurrent views on a stream in the coming week. So are there any of these that you're leaning more towards than the others? I do want to break the 10 goal mark in NHL, which requires a few things because you need somebody that's going to stick it out for that long while they're just getting obliterated and yeah, you you get some good sports (laughs) there, but that that's a tough one. Usually after a five goal lead, you get most people to rage quit. I do want to get 10 games. I've made it up to nine, I believe, in 2019. May have passed that at one point, but new new game, new series. I'm going to try and hit that one. I'll probably try and do the Rocket League one as well. And then just for shits and giggles, I'm I'm probably going to do another one and just elicit swears. Oh, damn. I think because that one, that one's just like, you're going to get that organically. You just jump into one game, you kill one person. Chances are they're going to say they fucked your mom or some shit like that. Like it's not hard (laughs) to to elicit swears, but I think that documenting both what they say as well as how many you get will be entertaining. Yeah. I, my favorite ones are cause like there are some where people are just like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. But my favorite ones are where like people are like, they're like sort of def- they sound sort of defeated a little bit and they're just like oh fuck yeah or like fuck me you're like uh-huh. some, like those are the those are my favorites they, you know that they're <laughs> jumping off after that like they can't yeah, handle it like, anymore oh, okay that's it they, they went to de-stress <laughs> and just got enraged by a game yep yeah, those are my favorites. Uh, yeah, okay. So um, I guess then I don't have NHL, but I, I guess I'll go for five goals in one match in Rocket League, um, and I'll also do uh, I'll also do the the swears in Warzone sweet. this week too, and we'll compare notes next week. Um, listeners, if you made it this far, thank you. Um, and every episode, we even talked about this before we started. Every episode is not going to be this long. Uh, we took some extra time at the beginning of this episode to give a little bit about us and our gaming history and all that. And so thank you for sticking around. Um, if you have any questions, corrections, ideas, uh, any topics you want to hear, anything like that, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash casual sweats pod. Um, or you can email us at casual sweats pod at gmail.com. Um, and tell us what you're thinking. But thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, anything else? Anything else from your side, Evan? No. I appreciate y'all if you do make it this far, anyways. And looking forward to. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some streams in with some of the community here as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're gonna do like we want to do game nights and like all kinds of stuff. So stay tuned for that stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited that we we're finally starting this. We're here. We made we it. Did it. Um, I think this is. I, I don't think we've got any audio issues. I think this is a good episode, so we'll see. But so far, it's so all good. All right. Yeah, knock on wood. I shouldn't have said that and jinxed us. But thanks, everybody, for, for joining. Thank you, Sweats, for being here. Um, yeah. And until next time, game over. I don't know how we're going to close yeah, this we'll out. Yeah, we'll have to figure that we'll out. We'll figure it out. But all right. Bye, everybody. Peace.